This podcast may contain offensive content. You have been warned. Welcome to the Diecast Podcast. I am Johnny, your DM. Uh, welcome to uh, our little Dungeons and Dragons game. Uh, as always, this is the Tomb of Annihilation. This is episode three, and this is where we start our grand experiment for real. This is Group B, the the second group coming in to try and solve the Death Curse, to visit the jungles of Cholt, to experience Portney and Zaru. So this is going to be a new cat or a different cast from what you've been hearing in group a this is from the vault of wonders and the tyranny of dragons so we've got james miles tom and trevor all playing brand new characters all with inside this grand uh Taric cinematic universe and they are going to be playing and competing for resources uh treasures dungeons exploring different parts of the continent maybe we'll we'll see where they go they may end up in the same spot they may end up in different parts of the peninsula we don't know. So here we go. We are going to jump into the same story or the, the same adventure, different story, new characters. And it's from what I've been listening to from the season that's been recorded so far. It is it is interesting and it's a lot of fun because they're doing the exact same thing, but in a completely different way. So it's going to be interesting to see how the two stories line up to each other inside the Tomb of Annihilation. It's such a beautiful jungle. It's such a beautiful adventure that you just can't have one group show a small part of it. I kind of want to show show off everything that's in there because I, I think it's a really good story. I think it's a really good module. And what the groups have been doing so far has been exciting and entertaining. And it's funny how they begin to indirectly affect each other. So with that being out of the way, I'll catch you all at the break. Uh, welcome back to the old cast. We're going to jump in and see another group take on Portney and Zaru. Just for uh, future reference, though, I try to keep about seven days worth of separation between the two just to keep it, just to make it as uncomplicated as possible in an already complicated world. Uh, so this, these guys show up seven days after the uh, group A lands in uh, Portney and Zaru. So about a, week works, a week's worth of difference. Dinosaur racing is going to come back again. You're going to see some amazing, amazing stuff. Uh, and then it's going to be kind of like I said, that that Pulp Fiction time jump thing where we jump back and forth. But just always know the way the math works out so far, that's about seven days, a week's worth of difference between the two groups. And if anything big changes, I'll always give a little preamble here just to let you know which group is which and where we are on the timeline. But from right now, always about seven days, give or take. And we'll go from there. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoy the second group. It's it's also interesting to uh, to watch the two groups listen to the podcasts with each other because they they then get to hear something they've never heard before. So it's I think it's cool. I think it's a neat idea. I think it's going to be really entertaining, and I hope you guys enjoy it as well. So I'll catch you at the break. Here's Group A, or sorry, Group B. I'm already doing it already. Here's Group B. 
into the Tomb of Annihilation. I hope you enjoy everything. Are we ready for a new adventure? I'm very excited. Yeah. I'm always down for adventure. <laughs> All right. Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome back to, I guess this we can now officially say, the Diecast Podcast. Uh, we are in the new year. We are season four. We are back with... Uh, a group of adventurers for uh, the other group that is happening in season four. I guess there's another group. There's a other than us. You are actually the second group because we recorded first with the first group. Wow, that we feels... allowed them to go first. We're number latest. two. Yeah, we're that's number two. two. Uh, so you I know am... what number two is? The first loser. Oh, ouch! Oh, ouch. ouch. Teammates, ouch! ouch. Uh, so I am Johnny, your DM for this uh, adventure. We'll see how grand or epic it gets. But let's just do a quick go around the table and introduce ourselves and our just brief character names. Are, are real persons or are characters or both? Both, both at the same time. All right. Double speak, James. You could go first. Well, I am James Fraser, and uh, this time around, I will be playing Durand Whispershade, a half-elven rogue and charlatan. Hi, uh, this is Tom Trimpan. I played Tarek back in Season 1. Uh, I will now be playing Mercy, a female human paladin. Uh, my name is Trevor Coleman, and I'm going to play Fenken Furbolg, an eco-terrorist Furbolg giant <laughs> druid, uh, who believes that people who live in houses are stupid. It's <laughs> a hard one to follow. <laughs> uh, my name is Miles Baker. Um, I'm uh, at Miles A. Baker on Twitter. Uh, I'm playing uh, Aethril Mars, the default D&D character, a human fighter. Shaking <laughs> it back old school. She has proficiency in pumpkin, pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, yeah. She's the bit. <laughs> so yeah, there's a recent uh, thing that came out of like the most common... Uh, fighting classes in D&D. Human uh, fighter is the most common, like second most common, dwarf cleric. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm really... <laughs> I'm yeah, the most there's an original. entire industry based on people who like vanilla, so don't yeah. worry. <laughs> I, d- I also do love vanilla. <laughs> it's so delicious. Uh, uh, Ithil Marsk is a fighter and a scholar. Mm. Oh, that's cool. Scholar, a Rhodes warrior. And you're yeah. subverting the uh, the stereotype of the dumb fighter, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a very high intelligence <laughs> compared to I'm smarter than literally anyone <laughs> we've ever <laughs> met. <laughs> oh, what about that conspiracy theory that uh, Gandalf isn't a wizard, but a level uh, it's uh, actually uh, level eighteen fighter? Level yeah. eighteen fighter with uh, with twenty intelligence. That's a great theory. Yeah. Actually. Uh, yeah. Really yeah I don't. I don't have any spells, sadly. But, uh, <laughs> not yet. So he does all of that. Yeah. I could take uh, yeah. Arcane Master, but that's not the plan. Yeah. All right. So uh, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Diecast Podcast. We are now officially in Season 4. Uh, if you wish to find us, you can find us on Twitter at Diecast Podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, or I guess uh, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anything that plays a podcast, and we'll be the Diecast Podcast. As always, as always, you can find us on our website as well, www.flamthestudio.com, to find all our previous adventures and all our other podcasts that happen there as well. So... Are we ready? Are we ready to play some Dur and Dur? Oh God, yes! Always. Mm. All right, level so. one. Level one. <laughs> oh, it's so few hit points. Refreshing drink of low hit points. Uh, so we will find everybody in our group in the city of Baldur's Gate. This is all taking place in the same universe, or I guess, as Thomas put it, the the Terek the CU. Oh, jeez. <laughs> expanded universe. Yeah, the Terek expanded universe, uh, This man. is taking place about a week after the events of the uh, of the Vault of Wonders. Uh, 
adventurers seem to be coming out of the woodworks now. The, the cities are starting to fill up now that the main threats of the Cult of the Dragon is gone. Uh, the Order of the Silver Gauntlet has moved off to, uh, to other pastures to try and flex their muscle and might. So it seems that there's been more room opened up for adventurers. And it seems that Waterdeep, uh, uh, Winterhaven, Baldur's Gate, they just seem shoulder to shoulder with other adventuring groups. Uh, you've all spent some time in Baldur's Gate. You all remember it, the, the tall, narrow streets, or the tall buildings in the narrow streets. It's actually a nice crisp... I was born here, baby. How do you, how do you feel about the, the nice crisp fall day that Baldur's Gate is? Smells, it's the same smell as always around here, the smell of money. Uh, speaking of money, you've actually all been uh, at your various inns or taverns or homesteads. You've actually received an invitation to uh, someone with uh, great money and influence has heard about your your individual peoples with uh, your skills that are needed and have requested a private meeting with everybody uh, to kind of come together and share some resources and see if there's a, a adventuring opportunity for you, which in this climate, in this environmental world, or this economic world... In this economy. In this economy <laughs> is actually a great thing because there are very... You go up to the, the main message boards in the ends and those job postings are not there anymore. Or if they're there, they're taken down very quickly if someone pulled them up. Uh, they said... Uh, due to security reasons, uh, they will require to put a, um, uh, a bag over your head just so you don't see where you're going. So it's kind of like that you don't know where you're... If you get caught or interrogated, you don't know how to get to the person who's who's going to hire you up. Oh, jeez. I don't know about this. That seems very risky. <laughs> Standard operating procedure around here, really. Uh, so you all get the uh, the burlap sacks put over your heads. You get let you just seeing through the little, little holes and little... Beacons of light that just kind of fade through the uh, through the burlap sack and just kind of get that musty potato smell. Uh, as you feel yourself being, by, you feel each of yourselves just with the person who's escorting you. You're not tied up or anything. That it's just to keep you blinded. You feel yourself winding down city streets, and you actually feel kind of like another person joining and another person joining. You get it feels like you've come to what's maybe the back alley of an inn or a tavern. You're not too sure. You get led in back through the kitchen and down. Uh, the steps uh, it gets very dark and even musty. You kind of smell that that old food's been processed there, ale's been kept there. You can actually hear the sounds of a very full taverner in above you, and you kind of hear a click of another door and it opens up, and you walk into this kind of like rounded tunnel, and you begin to hear the echoes of just footsteps clip clopping down, and the sounds of the tavern begin to fade away, and you can't make sh you can't make out the exact details of what's in front of you. You can definitely see a bright light coming in front of you as you feel yourself along with every, every other individual uh, being brought forward. You get kind of lined up and you have the burlap sacks pulled off of your head and light kind of just blinds you. And sitting in front of you on this very grand kind of wooden throne with a big uh, cask of ale behind it is this dwarf in very thick hide leather armor. His face looks, one eye is just white it's one of those faces where this guy could have been a mixed martial arts fighter. He has spent some time getting his, his face mashed in. You look at his knuckles, they're all calloused over. Some look fresh, but they've also he's also got some very expensive jewelry on it. And you can see that in his beard are uh, inwoven just like some gold filigree into his braids and whatnot, seeing, showing a, a sign of stature. And Duran on his belt, immediately you know... You look down, you see the, the knife sheathed in his belt, and you know this is the knife right away. This is uh, James' character. Yeah. Sorry, Duran. Duran, yeah. Yes. yeah. Hoo boy. 
Uh, Are we, like, gagged or anything? No, you're not gagged. You just had the bag over your head. You do have people standing around you. So we don't have yeah, bags off now. Yeah, the bags are off now. You're Pleasure just to see you, sir. To what do we owe the honor of entering your amazing, magnanimous appearance? It's like, well, I've got a job. And I've got people who need a job. Always looking for work, boss. Well, I was told that you had some very impressive tomes here that I could use in my research. I can send you in the direction of very impressive tomes. I don't know if you've checked out the uh, the library lineups lately, but everyone seems to be gathering knowledge about something. Do I know, do I know this guy's actual name? Uh, give me a history check. I am super not good at that, but I got a five. <laughs> no, you... Uh, I just recognize him as an important member of the night. Uh, I would say that the, the garb he has and the filigree and the, the fact that he appears to be an older dwarf means that whoever he is in the night, he has been around for a bit or at least is near the top of the food chain because of all this all, all the happenings how you promote yourself within the knife so he's definitely someone that is survived long enough to uh, establish would, his position. would i know this is the knife with my criminal background yeah oh yeah you absolutely okay. know this is the knife okay uh and he says ladies and gentlemen uh what do you know about the death curse well I know, there's, uh, I know there's uh I know I know that can we, only do we make history checks on that as well? No, this is this is just <laughs> yeah. the, the, the this is from the grand like you I I know yeah. it only just started recently. I gonna say uh, what do you know about the professor? He was not be uh, able to be resurrected through the uh, the magics. Well, I don't I don't know the professor you're talking about, but you're damn right that if uh, you die, you don't come back. Uh, however, having done it myself, I'm not really uh, you know on good terms with the whole process, but if you say that's a bad thing, then it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, it's a good thing. People shouldn't be messing with nature, making dead things live. <laughs> you are a ray of sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> so but we're inside of a cave. I don't understand. So uh, I understand why you've uh, got me in mind, and probably even this chick over here, but uh, what's up with these newbies? Well, everyone here has a set of skills that <laughs> I require to see if we can find a way of figuring this problem out. Mm. Always happy to work with outside contractors, boss. But uh, are their references any good? Their references are very good. You see, if you... The knife has a great industry here in the healing and necromantic arts that if you die, we like to find someone who can bring you back and add a surcharge to that as well. Mm. Among, among the various other things, some of our more knowledgeable members uh, have also uh, died and uh, are now slowly withering away, fading to nothing, and we would very much like to keep them around for their natural lifespan. Gotcha. Threatens the income stream. Mm. Excellent reason to do something about anything. So what we're offering here is we're going to send you to a place to figure out the death curse and solve it. And do an insight check, which is not very good for this lady. Oh my god, I read oh. 21. Nice. The highest possible result. <laughs> uh, you, he, you, you look at like the, the kind of the crow's feet around his eyes. He kind of just like has that warm and stone cold stare. Of, he is absolutely sincere about trying to figure this out. Mm. And, he sa- uh, and he looks at all of you and says, It's a place that uh, is very dangerous and a place that. You need the right amount of skills, or the right type of skills to go into, because it seems everybody's flooding there. 
and they're just floundering around in the jungles and they don't know what they're doing. So here's what I'm offering to all of you. I will be offering you a substantial reward for cash reward for uh, for curing the death curse, if you will. Um, also, how substantial are we talking about? Quite substantial, but it's actually not the monetary reward. I think you're going to be. Interested. Well, I think you'll find with me it's very much about the monetary reward. Well, I think you'll you'll appreciate this one. Is that everyone in this room, if you solve the death curse, will earn one free favor from the knife. That's not nothing. You need someone killed, we'll do it for you. So you, need, you need to get into a country somehow, we'll do it for you, no questions asked. You need that sandwich, we'll deliver it to you, no questions asked. Every time I've dealt with an elf knife, they've they've managed to keep their word and and follow their own rules. So this is a that isn't too bad of a reward. But I I always get the feeling uh, that you're holding something back. Uh, maybe you, maybe you should tell us a little more about what we can expect out there. Wait a second. Roll an insight. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Gonna roll an insight on that. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Uh, oh, didn't roll well. Nope. Uh, four. Yeah. No. He <laughs> he seems he seems pretty sincere about what he's saying. Okay. It's like. Well, to uh, to kind of sweeten the pot, if you will, we're gonna we're gonna do some individual things for you as well. And he points to you, Mercy, and he says, uh, "How would you like it if you uh, we just expunge your criminal record? Hmm. You don't have to worry about any legal troubles unless you create some new ones on your own." That ain't an idle boast, man. <laughs> they pretty much own the cops in this town, yeah. so. Uh, I'm not. So, I'm not so much. Uh, actually, you know, what? Mercy thinks about it for a second, and, and like. Borrows for it. I'm not so concerned about my reputation as much as as the well-being of the nearby villages. So, um, if you could work out, I'd rather you. I'd rather they either be protected or have some sort of uh, income sent to them than my than my records cleared up. If that's what you want, then we'll do that. He points to, uh, to look at the archon over here. Points to the to, the, to Duran. He says, uh, we we know you've had some uh, some troubles in the past. We can settle your debts. That would be a most excellent use of a favor, and the one I already had in mind. <laughs> well, it would be coming out of the pockets of of the knife, and we'd also get you out of town and get the heat off of you for for a little bit. Sounds great. Uh, to Gigantor over here. Yes. Uh, you love the natures. It took it actually took us a while to to track mm. you down. Yes, I'm not of this place. Yes, uh, it's very, it's very clear. And you actually, your head just trying to find this thing. <laughs> you, you don't want to know the story. It was. I come from a wood not far from here, it, where I've been banished from and may never return. I don't mean to sound rude, uh, but what are you? I am Fenken Furbog of the forest. That, okay, you like, don't need any more explanation. Like, like alliteration. It. Got it. All right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what's tall are you? Well, like, what do you look like? I'm very tall. I'm seven to eight feet tall. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm yeah. part giant. So this yeah. thing is just like towering over all of them. Yeah, still he's like, he's he's like, he has to use a stepladder yeah. to get the burlap still sack on yeah. 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 He's, he's <laughs> actually kind of like hunched over in the basement of this place. I'm a giant, basically. Yeah. yeah. I'm a giant. Are, are you considered large? But no. no. Uh, I have a powerful build, so I'm considered large for carrying capacity, pushing, dragging, lifting, but I'm not... He's right. square. Oh, yeah. cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually pretty short for human. I'm like 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm like a 5'6". I, made, six, I like made myself relatively tall. I mean, a five, I, I think I made myself 5'6". So. Mm. Yeah. so yeah, you tower over at least two and a half, or yes. one and a half feet over to two feet over. Yeah, you're the intimidator. <laughs> I hope you have like 
like like training in intimidation. Uh, but uh, why would I intimidate creatures when I can partner with them and work to restore nature's balance? Uh, but the knife opera says, "Look, uh, we need we actually need someone specifically with your skill set." Which is why we sp- expended a lot of resources to try and find you. I see. Because uh, we'll be sending you into uh, the jungles of Cholt. The jungles of Where? Cholt. Where? It's, it's a little peninsula, just you know, a couple of weeks south. We'll we'll set you up on a boat and send you down there. Uh, but we're going to be sending you in. Oh, so my getting out of town is part of the job. Ding, ding, ding. I winner, see winner, where chicken you're dinner. From. Mm. Uh, and of course, we need someone who is book smart in all of this and points to. Yeah, Elthra. Yeah, I'll, I'll, sorry, I didn't know if it was Aelthra or Elethra. He says, this is where uh, you come in, nerd. Oh, wait a second. You guys are criminals? Well, she is. <laughs> I prefer to think of myself as an entrepreneur. I have a really good explanation for, for my record. <laughs> and you? I've been cast out by the mother for crime against nature. Oh, well, that's not really... I mean, that's fine. Don't worry about that. It is not fine. It is my deepest shame. I will carry it with me until I die. <laughs> Heavy. <laughs> Heavy. Wow. <laughs> that was... That was really, uh... Really, really uh... <laughs> this is just the best job interview I've ever been a part of. I gotta say that, boss. Uh, you really know how to pick them. Will the man with the scarred face tell us how many circles of, of gold we will receive? I am here for those. I can start you off with 50 circles of gold, but we'll also be paying for a week's uh, worth of the inn, the Thundering Lizard. Uh, a week in another tree bone house. Actually, I think it's a mud bone house. Mud bones. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for our, our smarty smart over here, I know you've been working on your, on your thesis. I know you've been working on your, your combat tactics, and uh, your dissertation did not dissertate very well. I don't know how you would have heard about that. We're the knife, we're an information network. Well, they care about all kinds of stuff that nobody else cares about. So how would you like to come back there with a whole thesis, or a whole research nodule full of jungle tactics? Like, hmm... Jungle tactics. I hadn't really considered that. Have you ever heard of a tribe called the Batiri Goblins? Um, uh, I'll do a history check on that, I suppose. <laughs> a history check. Oh, it's only a seven. Yeah, no, you've ne- you've never heard of them. He says they're a shamanistic tribe that specialize in three D fighting tactics. Three dimensional fighting tactics. There is a Z axis in the real world. Oh, of course. Uh, many of my theories uh, have pointed towards the Z axis. However, my particular thesis was focusing on how uh, small combatants can work together to create a change of the flow of battlefields. Right. None. Think. Think of the third. Think of the Z axis there. Well, I don't know. Hmm. I guess flying. You'll figure it out. You know when you see it. So. What we have proposed here for you guys, and girls, we have put a lot of money into trying to figure out this curse. There's a lot of people down there right now trying to solve this curse. And if we as an organization can say we are the ones who solved the curse, we get a lot of benefits that come flowing in, which will then roll downwards to you guys. Not to question you there, boss, but I kind of get why, I definitely get why you want the nerd in on this. Uh, and I kind of get why you want Thing over there in on this. Fenkin. But I don't really My see what Fenkin. I can do about, you know, 
a death curse? Like I don't I don't know anything about magic or curses or no, anything like that. But you know about getting into places. Yeah, what kind of place do you want us to get into? I don't know yet. We're gonna find out. But if something is death curse related, I'm gonna imagine there's lots of defenses. There's probably gonna be lots of traps. There's probably gonna be a cave or a temple or a tree that you're gonna have to sneak your way into. He just opens his hand and puts into and points it towards you. Freelance infiltration, eh? Well, I guess I can handle that for a while at least. Expenses paid, you said? For the first week. We don't know how long this is going to take. He says, but we do have some information to, uh, to bestow upon you. We what? went through some considerable amount of trouble to obtain this. We've made some pretty severe, powerful enemies for it. But we do have probably the most detailed and accurate map of Chult to date. Have I heard of this place before? <laughs> you've, you've heard of it? It is far to the south of the Sword Coast. Okay. Um, a couple months travel. Wow, so it's like way, way away. Yeah, it is. It's not like, in the neighborhood. It is in the, the tropical jungles. Wow, well, who wouldn't want to go on a tropical vacation, am I right? Oh. You hear all the time about people coming back, healthy tan, looking strong, Actually, fit. give me a history check. Oh, that's deception. I'm just oh. making up shit. Okay, yeah. Uh, 13. Yeah. Deception? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone. If you want to roll inside, yeah. Nancy, go is ahead. It? Oh yeah, actually, I got a twenty on that. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna make a. a uh, I'm gonna so not believe that, but also do a. I guess is it what kind of nature check or is this a history check? History check more than anything. Uh, it's a twenty-three. Yeah. So you definitely get the sense there's some kind of falsities ringing in Duran's words, but you also know that the history of of Chult is very complicated. It had suffered the worst during something called the Spell Plague, where a big chaotic wave of magic washed across the globe uh, and Shalt was actually uh, an island for a while until the, the spell the effects of the spell play kind of subsided and it the waters receded and rejoined the uh, the, the part of the continent um, you do know that there's a strong history of Chultons down there it's got <laughs> its own religion it actually sits outside the pantheon of the regular gods that you know it's got a huge uh, portion of tabaxi humans, goblins, and a monstrous amount of undead. Like, just mm. an obscene oh. amount of undead. Yikes. And essentially, you remember that there was a big war about 100 <clears throat> years ago where uh, an Oathbreaker paladin raised up an army of about hundred th- hundreds of thousands of undead and was actually stopped. Mm. And when the leader was brought down, the undead just have scattered throughout the jungle. I feel like this is a story I might have known. A rural history of it. All right. Maybe I was taught on it. <laughs> Give me a history check. Uh, also, while I didn't... What, what oh, nice. Uh, 19. Yeah, you, you do know this. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a character named Raz Nisi. Raz Nisi. He was a, uh, a paladin who was trying to uh, take the city of Mezra, which is a very magically... Mm. Al- almost considered the capital of Chult at the time. Right. Uh, the spell plague wiped out the city, mm. and uh, his armies were defeated by the combined forces... Uh, but mm. his army's still there. Right. It just right. Un- it's of his army is a chaotic, right. unled force of right. undead just roaming through the jungles. Yeesh. All right. Which is probably why he hired you. Yeah. 
Never actually been to a jungle climate. Uh, you guys well, speculating out loud about like the dangers of this place? What was the name of the... In uh, response to me calling it a vacation destination? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What was, Wait, the, name, what yeah, was the, I, the, um, the, the, the thing, the spell something or other? The spell plague. The spell, spell plague, plague. Yeah. Yeah. That's Raz something Nisi. you all know? Everybody yeah. knows about that. Yeah. Right? That's just yeah. like yeah. a fact of life in the sword process. Yeah, it was Raz Nisi. That, I don't think you've ever actually been there in the last little while. Where? To Chult. I have never been to Chult. I... It is not a vacation was spot. speaking, hopefully. Mm. I was speaking from a place of aspiration that somehow this will not end up being the shit show I expect it's going uh, to be. But you say there's corruption of the natural world there? The undead yes. walk? Oh, the undead taint the jungles. Mm. Good gigantor. Oh. Then perhaps this is what I'm to do this to is return what, it to its natural state. This is why we brought you in. Uh, you know, mm. boss, I'm kind of thinking I'd rather take my chances he, here in the big BG than, you know, yeah. deal with legions of zombies. Well, we, we, we can do that, um, but then we will be forced to collect the money you owe. Yeah, see about that. I've been running a little light the last couple of drops, I know. Uh, so, yeah, a favor from you, yeah, sure, should be, that'd be great. Uh, just as a DM's note, uh, nope. for this map, if you lose the map in real life, you will lose it in-game. <laughs> <laughs> Until you find it. Uh, someone take a picture quick. <laughs> that's, actually, that's a super smart idea. <laughs> that's a super smart idea, yeah, someone take a picture. I will actually say, you have to rely on that paper map. Oh, I, I feel like I can handle that. I'm okay. still going to tweet this out. <laughs> um, so you need a, a mapomancer to, or, or a cardomancer to yeah. take care of the map. I feel like we're... we're we should be pretty good about our sheets. Yeah. Um, and he said, just be careful. The amount of trouble we went through for that map, it was well guarded. Mm. Th this is probably the best detailed map we have so far. We will not be alone in people wanting this type of information. What are these sections with the hexagons? Uh, that's just DM stuff I'll explain later on. It's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you have human goblins and who else uh, live in this uh, uh, zone? There's a lot of tabaxi that came tabaxi. over after a, uh, a great slave revolt. Tabaxi. Um, yeah, what do I know about tabaxi? I've never heard that word before. <laughs> oh, they're the, uh, they're the cat people, yeah, right? Yeah, the cat people. Oh, yeah. the cat people, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can I roll uh, that, was also, that was also 23 on my yeah. roll. So they're not natural together, but there's a, enough of an immigration no. there that they're now yeah. a significant, significant port. How do they do in the tropical climate? <laughs> they do just fine. They're <laughs> natural climbers. In fact, they have oh, sure. many skills and advantages to, uh, to climbing. Oh, interesting. Uh, so, yeah, so it'd be the undead. Uh, the, the tabaxi, the Chultons. Chultons, okay. The, which are the humans that live the, there? The humans that okay. live there. Uh, and there's also a small uh, couple colonies of dwarves down there as well. Oh, neat. I like dwarves for the most part. But it's... Oh, and uh, also any dinosaurs that have ever appeared anywhere in Faerun have come from, have, have from originate from Chult. This is oh. where <laughs> dinosaurs come from. Uh, it's <laughs> it's, yeah. it's basically Alberta. <laughs> you mean now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Minus the cowboys. Minus the cowboy. Or uh, I guess that province in China. Oh, mm. uh, Alberta known for its Batiri oh. goblins. <laughs> Utini! Cool. Well, it seems this may be what the mother has cast for me, that I may wipe the shame of the deaths I caused. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Deaths? Yes. Many deaths. Of, like, people or animals? Of dire wolves and a dire bear. Okay, well, that's... It was a great crime against nature, and I have been forever forbidden to return from the forest. Cool. Well, it makes so, me feel less bad about you, if that means anything. So, but if it was people, I could have killed them, too, probably. A dire bear is quite Okay, I'm losing confidence again. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you'll have about a couple of weeks on the boat to get to know each other. Uh, 
We'll send you RP in real time. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> um, boss. Just what I wanted. Getting to know a bunch of strangers. On a way south well, to a tropical zombie-infested yeah. island with dinosaurs, you said? Do you want to pay your debts now? I really, if I had the coin, it would already be in your hands, boss. See, this is why we put you in this situation, then, because you kind of have to say yes. Yeah. Because we, we, we got a great torture chamber just down the hall. That's... I'm just expressing my feelings. That's all. Great. I am, I, whatever you say, you know I'm going to jump, boss. Whatever direction you want. Boo! <laughs> doesn't jump. <laughs> Soft person. Instructions unclear. What 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 are we to do when we get to this zombie-filled tropical island? Like I've never that's not really the kinds of things I've done either. Well, we're sending you to uh, the main the main hub there. It's called Port Nianzaru. This is where you're going to find everything you need. I recommend hiring a guide. They will be the best to try and guide you through the various uh, parts of Chult. Uh, and then try and do some research. They have some fantastic libraries down there. Oh, that's that not so bad. The only place mm. in on the planet where you will find information about Schult as detailed, because it actually it's not history to them. It is happening every day. Hmm. It would be uh, a lot of information for my book. I wonder if that would hmm, that would give me an edge on the competitors. Okay, I'm in. Great to hear it. Great to hear it. So he throws a, a bag of uh, 50 gold coins Ooh. in the middle. For each of us? No, just one. Just one. <laughs> there are four of us. So oh, I snatched that out of the air. Yeah. <laughs> me, I, I snatch his arm. <laughs> give me an acrobatics check. Okay. And then give me an athletics check for, for Fenquin. I rolled a one. Yeah. So I got three. Whoosh. Uh, 19. Uh, Fenquin, you actually catch the bag and Duran's arm at the same time in the same palm, like this, like basketball Durant looks size. Up at this huge, barky, giant thing. Hello. Yeah. Frankly, no offense. I'm trusting him with the accounting more. Ah, <laughs> uh, please have we at should it. Divide this equally. It is only fair. Sure. One, yeah, that sounds great. Three, Universal law. I four, like it. Two. Two. I'm counting the coins out of the little piles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you let go of my hand, please? Yes. <laughs> you kind of drop down a little bit. The Thank blood you. starts rushing back in. It's like, so, you have your marching orders. Uh, I'll be, we do have some knife representatives down in Portney and Zaru. They can try and help you out as much as they can. We've kind of got a thing going with the Zentarines. They're down there as well, just so you, you be careful. Uh, they are also trying to search out or suss out information about what's going on. Don't let them see the map. I can't stress that enough. If the Zents find out you have the map... You will have a whole assassination network come falling down on top of you. Sorry, the what? The Zentarines, the Black Network. Right, right. They own that stupid tower down in the south. Yeah, no idea who they are. Never done jobs for them before, boss. Good, good. You just, know I only work for you. Just watch out for them. They have a thing for snakes. It's really weird. I'm sorry, snakes? Snakes. They like they like to use snakes and to assassinate to send messages. It's it's strange. Don't trust Again, me. Again, I just really got to express my if overflowing gratitude of being selected for if, this very special. If someone mission. says Zentarames or the Black Network, just please exercise caution with the map. On top of that, please exercise caution with the map. Okay, I snatch up the map. Duran takes uh, the map, uh, oh. rolls it up, and slips it into uh, his the folds of his cloak. All right. I'm not. Sure fact, I I'm going to use I'm going to use sleight of hand actually to put that away so it's not clear where on my body it's being kept. 
I rolled another one. <laughs> it's kind of just sticking out. He stuffs kind, it into his shirt. Kind of nervous about what's going on. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Kind of wish he had that lucky feet, don't you? He meant to do it like with flourish and just completely like botched it. Kind of just like puts a, puts a crimp in the side of it. Just yeah. kind of... He said be careful with the map. Also, you now, James now retains, ten, <laughs> retains the map. Cool. What a great looking map it is. Mm. It actually really is nice. Okay, I've divided this up. There's 12 pieces each, and there are two extra pieces. I just propose that we divide into two groups of two, and we flip for the last piece. So, let's flip this coin. Oh, we didn't call. <laughs> <laughs> Here, uh, let, me, let me take care of that. I, I do this as part of a living. I snatch the coin out of uh, Fenton's hand. And, and, can, uh, and can... Yeah, whatever, okay. Uh, and uh, Duran does the flip. I'm going to use sleight of hand to... Uh, <laughs> To flip it in my favor. All right. So I call heads. All right. He calls heads. So this is between you two. Uh, I got uh, 19 plus my sleight of hand is 6, so 25. Yeah, it lands perfectly. Heads palm up. Boosh. Okay. <laughs> Look at that. There, you have one. Excellent. I'll hold on to it for you. If you, if you need uh, an extra one coin, you just let me know. So you have 13 now. You have 12. And we will flip for the other one. Okay. Would you like heads, the highs, or tails, the lows? I'll take heads. Okay, you have one. You so, have 13 coins. Sweet. I'm glad we got that out of the way. <laughs> I can tell this is... Splitting the check with you at a tavern is going to be a delight. I, can tell. I always do separate checks. So, you see you see the dwarf kind of lean back, cross his arms. It's so, we've got ourselves a charlatan, a criminal, a gigantor, and a nerd. I feel like that's an unfair characterization. Yeah, I'm also very strong and speedy. <laughs> Sure thing, nerd. Yeah. yeah. A jockey nerd is still a nerd. Sorry, lady. It would be better to call me an outcast. Shunned by the mother. Sent away from his homeland. Oh, See, I don't think anyone's going to mistake you for being part of the in-group anywhere we're going. See, I'm a we, victim of circumstance, we, not a We have a word for that in the city. It's called gigantor. Oh, well then, yes, I am a gigantor. Sorry, I did not understand. Don't worry. I am not of the city. We'll, I do not know your words. You'll pick it up. Don't Dwarves worry. have all kinds of words for things that are bigger than them, because mm. there's a lot. <laughs> Uh, Duran blinks innocently. Yeah. All right. So your boat's gonna leave. Uh, he just checks like a, a, a sundial. He says, "Oh, in tonight. So get ready. Go to the docks. Get on the boat. You'll be uh, on the uh, on the the flaming fist. The flaming fist. That's the name of the ship. That's the name of the is ship. Is the ship on fire? No. The ship is represented by the private police in Baldur's mm. Gate. I oh, like the well. alliteration. It's good. <laughs> Um, Seal of approval from Gigantor. <laughs> My name is Fenkin, please. What was the you name? You are not a dwarf. Oh, Do not use their words. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give you inspiration for that. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, what was the name of the contact we're supposed to meet there again? Oh, you're on your own when you get down there. We're on the own, um, but there, I think there was night contacts. There's night yeah. contacts down there, and he also says... If you can get a meeting with the so it looks like uh, Durand is peering at the map. So it looks like the biggest city here is someplace called Port Nyanzaru. Nyanzaru. That's, Nyanzaru. that's the place we're sending the boat in the Bay of Cholt. So that's yep. probably our best bet to head there and land there. That's where right? we're going. Anyway. That's where yeah. the boat's going. And then, guys, you wouldn't believe the kinds of the names of some of the other places here. This place really sounds like a dream. The Peaks of Flame. Doesn't that sound like a great place to visit? 
Um, the Kobold Mountains. Who doesn't like kobolds? Am I right? I don't like kobolds. Am I right? The Sky Lizard Mountains. Who even knows what a Sky Lizard is? I assume they're lizards that fly down from the sky and attack you from above. Yes, you haven't read many quite books. This sounds like a dream. And am I getting this right that this whole big middle section here, that just... It looks empty, so that's telling me it's desert? That's jungle. That's all trees. Trees, okay. Well, that's slightly better, the I suppose. Trees and the dinosaurs and the undead and whatever else you'll find. Right, all the places no rational person would ever want to go. Okay, well, gotcha. A great place to hide mm. a death curse. Why do you think it's here? Because that is the best information anyone has got so far. We have been trying, and the best we can find came from the Harpers. And the Harpers are down there right now. As well as the Order of the Silver Gauntlet. Because, hey, you say undead, and those idiots go marching off like it's the goddamn parade. Duran kind of, like, leans back, kind of smooths out his hair, and he's like, well, I guess if all the big names are into it, uh, can't be the worst possible place to go. Or it could be the worst place to go. I don't know. I've, I've never been. That's why I'm sending you folk down. You gotta, you gotta quit while you're ahead, boss. I was talking myself into it. Should well, we, uh, will there be supplies for us on the boat? You'll, the boat fully, is fully supplied and you'll have uh, a week's worth of end of, uh, at the end. I encourage you to find out where you want to go down there and supply as best you can. Because you could be gone for 30 days, you could be gone for 100 days, or you could be gone for two weeks. And this is all on the, the mission tab for the first week, right? Oh, no, no. You will be expected to pay for supplies. Boss. We gave Come you 50 on. gold. You're sending us to the middle of a zombie-infested dinosaur-breeding island. You can at least send us correctly so that we have a better chance of succeeding. You know what? Well, Wait, just a second. How many second, teams Durant. have you already sent to this place? One second. Duran. Nerd. Uh, one second, Duran. Nerd. Uh, what is usually accompanied in caves and tombs and hovels filled with monsters, traps, and the undead? Um, I, I have to do a check on that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, is this history? Yeah, or? sure. Super, super easy. Uh, it's 18. Yeah. Uh, treasure is the ultimate answer. Money, items. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I'll say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can keep any of the stuff you find. Well, I mean, I was going to do that, so obviously. Oh, you're talking to them. Right. Okay. Will any of these treasures... Wipe the stain of my shame from my heart. Because Maybe I don't I, think so. I don't know. You're asking me to look in the future. I will absolutely take care of Firkin's uh, share then. If you don't need it, I would be more than happy to direct Soft it to person, charitable causes. Do not challenge you. my belongings. Do not attempt to take them. I'm saying future earnings can be channeled to a charity of your choice, and I will administer it for you. I have no need of that. Your services are unwanted. Great. <laughs> Let me so, teach you about a card game called Poker later. <laughs> so, you guys can keep any magical items and treasure you find because we good on money front for now. We need the death curse resolved. And hopefully in a timely fashion because people are starting to fade away and we need them to not fade away. Do we have an understanding? It seems we do. Yeah, I guess so. As long as your money's good and it goes where it needs to go. Money is good no matter where you use it. Yes, these metal circles will be helpful. So, your ship leaves at 8 tonight. Be there promptly. Or else, you know, points to that treasure, no, torture chamber back there, you know. <laughs> mm. Oh, he's serious. You, you 
don't be late with to a job for the night. It's oh. not uh, good business. I, I, I wasn't planning on being late. <laughs> <laughs> well then, we have our orders. We have our ship. Maybe we should go. The air down here is stale. Well, I'm off for a pint. I imagine you have somewhere to, that you can fit? Yes. To sleep? I sleep in the stars, in the air of the sun. Even so, at night, I feel it's warm. Okay, yeah, so that's, <laughs> you had the look about you, it's, and the smell. Uh, see you all later. Durand uh, marches off, heading for his favorite pub. Yeah. He just says, you're all, as you, uh, all, you actually get the burlap sacks put on the back on your heads. This seems unnecessary. Oh, boss, come on. He says, you're just lucky I have a, I have a soft spot for, uh, for, holy, for holy criminals. And he ushers you out the door. And you uh, all come out, you actually find yourselves in front, or actually you find yourself in the middle of a street in uh, downtown Baldur's Gate as all the burlap sacks get pulled off. And as you look around, you can't actually see the people who put the sacks in. They just blended into the crowd. No. It's, it's kind of like you're... Kind of like almost that Assassin's creed like people are just like brushing by you. <laughs> I really don't care for that. Mm. Some good stealth. So it's about two in the afternoon. You got about six hours before you got to get to. All right. Well, I want to make some money because if we're expected to uh, pay for our own supplies, I need to raise some funds. So Durand uh, sets off down the street and uh, sets up a, a uh, like a three card money table. Okay. And like by down, you mean like fifteen feet down the street, where it's like they can like he, he he knows he knows Baldur's Gate like the back of his. Oh yeah, so wherever saying. we are, like he like the most busy intersection is that way. That's got the most foot traffic. I'm gonna head over there. Sets up his table and starts calling people over. Like, come on, win, uh, win your weight in gold. Yeah, just down the street, you can actually hear Durand uh, barking out for uh, mm. for three card marks. Fighter, I believe we should be careful around the soft person. They seem to be interested in themselves above ever things. I agree. You and I should form an alliance. Yes. Yes. It seems we have the most to offer this group. I didn't want to say that in front of them. <laughs> Mercy, Mercy's there with me. Oh. Right here, guys. Oh, yes. Uh. <laughs> and I'm not I am I am not a complete criminal, okay? You need to you need to understand that. There was context and there's a reason for uh, for the record I have, and it was for a very good cause. I was giving the money away. Uh, I'll do an insight on that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. gosh, uh, twenty-one. <laughs> wow. Oh yeah, totally telling the truth. That's that's the backstory. Yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was giving the money. I was, I was smuggling. Yes, but I was giving giving all the proceeds away. Well, but, the rules are the rules, though, uh, Mercy. There's no reason to uh, to break them. These laws mean nothing to right. me. They but are simply uh, just. Weird things that humans come up with. Right. You can't just break the law. Oh, I mean, I was, I, I felt I was, uh, I was observing a higher law that said that we had to help people. And I was using all, and all the proceeds I was taking was from the, was all from, uh, was everything from, from raids that we, that we procured and we're going to sell anyway. So I just sped up the process and make sure it got to the right mm. villages. You seem concerned with laws. Are you not concerned that our employer is a vast criminal conspiracy. Oh, I'm vastly concerned about that. <laughs> ah. As long as they keep the rules, <laughs> I've, I've actually worked. I've actually had dealings with the knife through smuggling, uh, and they've always kept their word as long as as long as they got what they wanted. So that's the part of the reason why why I'm okay with this, even though they are a large criminal organization. Mm. They they keep they follow their own rules and they they follow a code, 
And that's something I can understand. Yeah, I mean, but, have to, have but to afterwards, work. am I going to have to work for them for the, like, the rest of my life? I mean, I was planning on being an author. This is not really, <laughs> a criminal is not really the, what I was going for there. Well, if you want to be an author, don't you need some life experience? This might be it. Well, I, uh, <laughs> wow, I think that uh, I have a lot of information that I have uh, gathered in my... <sighs> you seem to have wounded her ego. <laughs> uh, and, this, and, uh, and uh, you know, the end... And yeah, like like I said back in, in in the interrogation room, this is a contract job. So we will go our separate ways once the job's done. And plus, you have a favor in your in your pocket. Uh, and 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 again, all you're doing is a job right now. I, it is pretty exciting. No one has been uh, to this island in centuries. Uh, it's actually after the spell play kind of right. eased down. People right. flooded back to it. Okay, it's just that people who go into the jungle. You don't hear many stories of about it because they usually don't come out again. Hmm. See. Well, we have only a few hours before the ship is to sail, so perhaps we should set about gathering supplies we might need. Yes, I will that go to the, the best possible place to get supplies. The library! <laughs> perhaps Books we should have been more specific. <laughs> supplies that will be useful on our journey, I meant. Oh, I believe this will also be useful. Okay then. <laughs> All right, Duran, give Are me. Are you a Willow to my Buffy? Perception <laughs> to lure people in. Yeah. All right. And also for a three card bounty, oh, yeah. which I assume you're cheating at. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course, the game is rigged. Uh, so on deception, I got a sixteen plus six, so that's uh, twenty-two. Yeah, I'm me- almost immediately. So he's just like using all of his flair and skill. Uh, if any of the others are watching him, like he's mm. obviously well practiced at this. He's done. He's grown up running these kind of. You've actually on kind the of street. pinched off one of the streets with the amount of people that are like starting to. Come on, he's like he's like losing the first couple of rounds against like the first people that come off to be like, hey, big winner here. Look at you, sir, making a, uh, enough for dinner tonight. Teach your wife to something fancy, or would you like to play again? Maybe double your money? Well, I do enjoy chicken. Think about it. You could buy two chickens if you had double your money. Uh, that's, that's math I can agree with. Give me a sleight of hand. All right, let's, let's do it again. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, what he's doing is uh, probably like a Dyson cup game, because mm-hmm. uh, when I chose like my starting equipment, I have a set of weighted dice. That I carry everywhere with me. That's like my standard con. Uh, so it's like dice into the cup, slam it down. You're betting on the numbers. Uh, sleight of hand. I got a fifteen. Oh yeah, no, that's that's totally good. Oh, too bad, sir. Duran rakes in uh, the uh, the extra three coin. gold pieces. Sweet. Uh, <laughs> the extra coin. Do not roll well on that one. That's fine. Uh, would you like to go again? I mean, it like, only no. takes one more round to get back to where you were, and then you can get back on that horse. Give me a persuasion check. I rolled a two, so I got four. Uh, He's like, no, no, the missus is already probably going to be upset. All right, quit when you're ahead, sir. That's always a good thing. Get back to the missus. All right, what about you, ma'am? You look like a person with a streak of danger and a soul of uh, adventure. She says, sure, yeah, I'll I'll give it a whirl. She puts down a couple of coins. All right, bring it on in. I'm going to let her uh, win this one. Okay, yeah. Do I have to roll slide hand to make her win? Uh, or, yeah, do you just, or can I leave it up to chance? No, I'll say I'll say make a sleight of hand. Okay. Uh, Sixteen plus six. Yeah, so that's gonna cost you seven gold in uh, in in losing. Okay. I just keep it uh, marked. Down. I'm, I'm like, telling yeah, as we go. Yes, that's all. I uh, can get like seven chickens for this. What's uh, the local goddess of luck or god of luck? Uh, I think it's Tamora. Let's just say Tamora. Sure. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You've got Lady Tamora's own luck, milady. Would Sweet. you like to continue going? Uh, give me another persuasion check. Okay. Uh, six. 
She's like, no, that's, this is good uh, enough that's, for That's her. too bad because, you know, we have an extra special prize. He indicates, like, under the table. I'm going to use deception on that one. Okay. Uh, 20 crit. <laughs> you, you see her begin to walk away, and when you say special surprise, she kind of turns around. Gives it's a special prize we only bring out for the most special players. She says, all right, she only to tosses down two coins on the... Uh, all right. So give me another sleight of hand. I got another crit. <laughs> so it's 26. Oh, okay, good, because she rolled a natural 20. <laughs> Woo, okay. Yeah, all right. And you fleece her for seven gold. You made it back. <laughs> all right. Hello. How is your swindle going? Have you been able to take coins from these unsuspecting people? Whoa, 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 whoa! Swindle? What? And you, I mean, oh. you see the crowd. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Are people not freaked out by this giant looming over us? Like we're, we're more freaked out by a swindle. There's like, Madame, I assure you, this creature is obviously not from around here and doesn't know an honest game of chance when they see one. I'll be. I'll realize what's going on and I'll try and deceive people. But I. Oh, I am sorry. I have chosen the wrong swapped person to speak with. <laughs> I'm making with disadvantage. Yeah. Because <laughs> the crowd is starting to turn against you now. Uh, oh, man. It's pretty Nine. Nine. <laughs> like, they're, they're, they're like, you hear something like, hey, someone call, call one of the Flaming Fist guys. There's someone who's closing on their rack, and I bet they're not even giving them a cut either. <laughs> uh, uh, I'll, I laser eye dagger eyes whoever said that. I look at it's, them. You actually can't tell. It's just like a wall of people in front of you. All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to use thieves can't okay. uh, to just like bark out quickly like I pay my dues, man. <laughs> like in whatever thieves can is, so only people who can understand thieves can't will get that. It's probably like half a symbol and like half a noise. Yeah. You actually hear actually thieves can't being barked over like no, I know you. You absolutely don't. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I turn, I like, I like start scooping up my stuff, and I point to the crowd, and I'm like, uh, and these guys, I'm like, look, I'm being sent away on a special mission tonight to make my debts right, so don't make me come over there. Uh, you hear no response. Great. Alright, so, have a good evening. He scoops up his stuff and like walks away. Uh, away I'm, from oh, this okay. guy. <laughs> you see Duran scoop up all his stuff, kind of like sloppily puts it in. You look, you notice he kind of like crumples the map a little bit more. I'm going to stealth into an alleyway, actually, yeah. and get away from them. I'll say because of the crowd, you get advantage on the stealth as well. Oh, sweet, because I rolled a five. <laughs> uh, better, 18 plus four is 22. 22. Uh, you can do a perception check if you want to track, or a survival check if you want to track him. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'll just let him go, and I'll okay. turn to the crowd, and I'm like, my apologies, I was not aware that you liked being swindled. And I walk over. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, Mercy and Aletha. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I just turn towards the crowd. <laughs> and uh, I just shrug and like, I'm sorry for his nature. <laughs> um, meanwhile, April's been using her researcher feet. Right. Her uh, ability, uh, which is part of my background, which is so, um, when you attempt to learn uh, uh, or call a piece of lore, if you do not know that information, you often know where to obtain it, uh, from where or from mm. who to obtain it. Usually this comes from a library, scriptorum, university, or a sage or other learned person or creature. You can also rule, though, that the knowledge uh, I seek is secreted away in an, un in an almost inaccessible place, uh, or that it simply cannot be found. Unearthing the deepest secrets of the multiverse can require an adventure or even a whole campaign. So what are you trying to figure out? Uh, so first I'll learn about Death Curse. Death Curse? Okay, so... Um, I guess like, I should do a history check to first uh, a second I know. You know, you know enough that everyone knows about it, 
It's a recent phenomenon. Yeah. So yeah. like all the literature on it would be fairly new. Yeah. People are currently writing like their theories about m- it, I assume. Mostly priests and holy orders who do the majority of the healing inside a city or elsewhere are right. completely baffled by it. Okay. What they can tell you is that it looks like um, it interferes with, with the necromantic magic of resurrection, but it doesn't interfere with the animation of the of of the undead. So you can raise a zombie or a skeleton, but you can't raise a person. Okay, can't so it can't it can't raise the dead, but it can, it can animate the corpses. Animate the corpses. Yeah. Uh, Actually, and give me a investigation check as well. I'll say in your research. Sweet. Uh, that's thirteen. Thirteen. Oh, so tw- uh, just twelve. Twelve. Uh, yeah. So you're not. Yeah. It's that's that's pretty much as far as you know is that um, resurrection of people not possible, but you can animate skeletons and zombies off of hmm. the people who've passed away. Uh, and then also, I want to learn more about the island. The island. You figure your best bet is not really book knowledge, but more vocal passed down knowledge and you figure going down to the docks and talking to the sailors who actually sailed down to Schultz. Sweet. Alright, so probably your best bet. Cool. I'll I'll head down to the docks. Okay. Give me uh yeah, I'll say another investigation check to try and Ooh, that's much better. That's twenty two. Nice. Investigate the crap out of that. Getting some knowledge on Schultz. Yeah, I also took investigation. Yeah, you're totally willow to my buffy. <laughs> as, uh, for the background, I got investigation and history as my proficiencies. Nice. Second, uh, there's a perfect table that you can use. No, perfect. All righty then. So yeah, you make friends or you, you make conversation with one of the sailors, um, and he says like, "Oh yeah, Schultz, a uh, real humid place you go to. It's a completely different spice rack." Uh, the people are really nice. Uh, it's, it's a merchant-based society. Like it's, uh, it's a lot of coin-driven economy. That's what they they prize the most. Uh, and I don't want to alarm you, but uh, in the Bay of Chultz, like the when you come into the port, there's a giant dragon turtle named Armag. He kind of is kind of like the protector of the bay. Uh, you need some treasure, kind of like a tax to, to pay him as you go by. He kind of like, that's his thing for gardening, it, keeping it safe. Uh, I can't say all that well, uh, but, you know, when the sea begins to boil and foam starts erupting up and you see a giant shadow that eclipses your boat, throw some treasure in, because uh, that's that's our mag coming up to, uh, to say, hey, welcome to Chult. Mm. Don't, don't mess around. Pay me some money. Pay me some treasure. How much treasure about would you say? Like, just gold would work, or I've 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 seen people throw in gold. I've heard other people throw in gems or magical items. So it's mm. it's it's hard to say. Interesting. Um, most most boats that go down there now usually wrap the fee the the price of of our mag into the fee of the ticket. Mm. So in theory. If you've already got a ticket, unless you're getting swindled, you should be good. Oh, I'll, I'll, also pirates. <laughs> oh, p- p- pirates? Yeah, but, yeah, not just just one P pirate, Sing, singular P pirates. Mm. Hmm. Um, pirates. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, when traffic increases to an area, money increases to an area, and people who desire to steal money from people also flock to that area. Sometimes they they sail to that area. 
Hmm. So they, they got a bit of a pirate problem down there. So just, just, just be careful. Also, don't drink the water. Boil like the water in the city is good, in the port is good. Out in the jungle, because there's a lot of crazy diseases and insects and bugs. Uh, catch your water from the rain. Not even boiling it works. You gotta you gotta get the fresh stuff. Because man, oh man, that jungle's dangerous. Oh good. Anything else? That, that's pretty much it. Thank you very much, sir. Oh, and the Thundering Lizard is a cool place to hang out. Thundering Lizard, eh? Mm. I, I believe I'm staying there. Oh, awesome. Yeah, like, get the Tej. It is a nice honey, amber, thick, thick ale. It is really good. Is it alcoholic? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Like, you know how you have, like, three X's on a jug of alcohol? This is easily, like, five no. X. Five X, please. Oh. So five is more. Five is more, yeah. Five is more than three. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called again? Tej. T-E-J. Uh, There's cool. tons of it down there. Well, I guess... I guess I'll wait for my ride. It's like, all right. Uh, yeah, you can just chill outside the dock, just kind of like twiddling your feet on the... Yeah, I'll like, I'll just like chat them up, I guess, trying to get more information yeah. or whatever else. You notice but... that a lot of the boats are actually heading down to, yeah. to Port Nianzaru. Also, uh, you'll probably write my book in the afternoon, because I keep a journal and um, research notes. I would probably end up, yeah, doing the same kind of uh, talking to people, uh, getting the lay of the land and like the laws and just see what I need to observe. Uh, give me where, where are you going to do this and then... uh, you know among the, in the docks in the docks, in the docks. give yeah. me investigation check investigation oh not so good eh five yeah it's it seems that they know the, the people you try and talk to they know things but it looks like they're too busy getting geared up to catch the, the evening tides right right out. okay and they don't really have time for a paladin who's clearly someone who looks like they're trying to follow. They're like, hey, we're not going to share any black market information <laughs> with you, lady. I got a box to load. <laughs> All right. So having fled away from uh, these spoil sports who are uh, ruining my, my work, uh, I head to my favorite and nearest uh, pub or tavern, mm -hmm. wherever they serve uh, spirits. Okay. Throw open the door. They don't allow ghosts in there, by the way. Ghosts? Could you serve I, I'm not a ghost. So I'm, not, I'm not worried. You said they want to serve their favorite spirits? Yes, I meant liquor. Oh. <laughs> uh, not all spirits are ghosts. I know plenty of fine spirits. Anyway, uh, Duran throws open the door uh, dramatically, uh, bursts in like he owns the place and that everyone there knows him. Probably half the people do. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of like that response of like, uh... Friends, gentlemen, tonight will be my last night. Good. Baldur's Gate. Go away. For a long time. <laughs> Don't come back. Thank you, sir. And just because I love you all so much, I'm going to buy a round of drinks for the house. I'll get the premium. <laughs> Barkeep, let's have a round of drinks for everyone here. It's my last night. We're going out in style. You see this mutton shop guy, brown hair, kind of like, all right, Duran, but... uh you got to pay up front. I'm not. I'm not taking any of that tab bar tabs. Cash up front, of course, my friend. I give him ten gold. Whoa! <laughs> buy a round of drinks for the first people, however much ale that will buy. He's like, All right, uh, and if you're heading out, uh, I expect you're not coming back. Oh, I'll be back someday. Someday, my shadow will darken your door once more, and the tales I will have to tell. D is one of those tales going to include paying your actual bar tab? 
Look, I assumed that this would be an excellent down payment to get me going. And besides, look at everyone's having a good time. They all get drunk. They're going to buy more from you. I'm doing this for you, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, see about that because um, you're not what I'd call a strong person. There's also this thing, the death curse going I'm, on. I'm wiry, sir. I just want to make sure that if you're leaving, I get paid and you didn't drink for free and then die. And then I don't get any money from you anymore. Well, if my ten gold isn't good for you, sir, I'm sure I can take my business and my merriment and my goodbye party elsewhere. And if your patrons would care to follow with me, as I'm obviously so... He's gathering up his gold as he's yeah. saying this. As I'm obviously so free spending and in such a good mood tonight, well, I suppose that is just going to have to be chalked up to bad business on your part. And he starts to leave. Give me a persuasion check. <laughs> I got a 9 plus 2 is 11. He says, yeah, see, these people are already well into their drinks and mobility not their big thing. Also, by rolling randomly, that 15 gold ain't going to come from a dead person. So tell you what, give me five now, and then you pay the rest when you come back. I'm sorry, for the, the round that I just ordered? No, for your, for your bar tab. You want five gold instead of ten gold. Oh, you can buy the booze now with the ten gold, but for your previous drinks... I'm I'll, sorry, you're saying my tab is only five gold? No, I'm saying I'm lowering it to just take a down payment right now. I just you I don't trust you tell. leaving and then not paying the 15 gold. Very well. Here you go. All right. He takes, and you see people being to reluctantly come up. It's not so much the free booze, but it's like a, a Durand bot drink. Like, well, with what a, such a stirring goodbye speech from my excellent friend here. What's your name? Oh, we're not friends. Please, please stop. <laughs> please, yes. I'm, I'm here for the booze. What a charmer, everyone. I can see why this is your favorite place to drink. To me! <laughs> yeah. To the adventures I will have, and to the treasures that I will bring back and dazzle you with. You just hear from Martin and then like, Go away! I'm going to find that guy, and I'm going to <laughs> choose him. Give <laughs> an investigation check. All right. Uh, with a zero, I got a nine. Yeah, uh, it seems just like one of those voices in the crowd again that you just think, oh, oh, that guy, that guy. Don't know where he is, but because everyone just kind of like that's that. that All right, like I look around, I scan away. the crowd. I'm trying to find the people who are the most drunk, like the most okay. out of it, the most close to passing out. Another investigation check. Not perception? I'm just scanning the room. Uh, yeah, okay, let's say perception. 17. 17, yeah, you can see a, a, a kind of this booth in the corner. It's got about four or five people, in it, and they look pretty sloshed into their meeting today. So after I cheers with, like, everybody that I just bought a, a round of drinks for, I, I move, move over to their table. May I please sit with you? He's like, what? Uh, sure. Yeah, excellent. I take a seat. You all look like a fine bunch of partying folk. Yeah, we, we party like... Like, no party. What are you celebrating tonight, my friends? Uh, we're alive. Alive. We alive. True. Life, she is the sweetest gift, is she not? We, we just we just lost a friend who, who passed away. Oh, my condolences, we, sir. And we tried to bring her back, and she, she couldn't come back. So it's... Ah, yes, this death curse that everyone's speaking of. Not so, good. Not good at all. Definitely not. Definitely not. And uh, hopefully someday somebody will do something about that. It is It is not good. Uh, you know what? I was actually... I, I lean in conspiratorially. 
I was actually conscripted earlier tonight to be part of a very mission to do something about that very thing. And if I'm successful on this mission, perhaps you'll be able to bring your friend back. That would be good. Uh, I miss her. We all miss her. She was quite a person. What was her name? Uh, Alondra. Dear Alondra, I cheers. I hold up a drink and yeah. clink glasses with all of them. To Alondra's name and to her memory. And you know, if you want to invest just a slight amount into this mission to help it be successful, I'm sure we'd get that much closer to having her back. <laughs> Give me persuasion check. I, I, deception. I have no idea oh. if it's going to work. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally lying to them. I rolled a one. <laughs> so that's a seven total. Yeah, I rolled with disadvantage and they got a twelve. Oh. So they're like, you know, you know what? Um, I, I just can't do finances right now. It's Understood. Very sir. trying Understood. time. Just, I, I hope you solve it. Well, then at least please drink to my good fortune and, and success. You seem kind of sloppily, hat like kind of like a trembling hand pulls holds up the the stein. It more goes down his chin than actually in his mouth. Uh, and then he just kind of like s- slides back against the back of his chair. Not passed out, but just kind of just like trying to soak in the reality of everything that's going on right now for him. Mm. And, and How many are sitting there? Like a party of three? Four. Four? Yeah. All right. Um, I, uh, I look around and I kind of think glasses with them. I'm like, how about another round for Alondra? It's like, yeah, sh- yeah, that, that sounds good. That, yes, we will. To Alondra, and you see the kind of like this mopey kind of like cheers. I gesture to like the barmaid. Yeah, she comes over. Brings another, brings another round. We'll say uh, 50 silver pieces for... Oh, I'm not paying for it. Uh, oh, <laughs> I just made the motion. Okay. <laughs> I was just getting her attention. Yeah, and they just, they, just slide the, they just slide the money over on the table. All right, I, I'm just going to like sit and drink. My idea basically is I want to find a group of people, get them like totally hammered out of their minds, and then I'm going to take their coin purses and leave. Yeah, well, they're, they're, they're totally hammered out of their minds, so you've... Okay, then I'm just going to, so as I'm with them and, like, sidling up to them, I'm, like, encouraging them to tell me stories about Alondra and what she was like, and I'm going to, like, you know, slide a consoling hand around them and then, like, nick their coin purse. So I'll say give me four sleight of hand checks. Uh, Depending on what happens, it may affect... So the first one's going to happen with advantage, and depending on what happens, it may affect the next roll, so... Right. Okay, I got a 7 and 11, so the high roll on sleight of hand will be 17. You are good. You managed to lift uh, seven gold off of the first individual. All right. As you begin to work your way down the. So down as the they place. like tell me these stories at turns, like maudlin or uh, or happily reminiscent, I laugh along. I'm like, no, she didn't do that. Are you kidding? Or if it's particularly maudlin, I'll be like, ah, oh, that's so sad. I'm so I'm so very sorry for your loss. Right. As I'm like sneaking a hand around. Give me another one with advantage again. Yeah. I got a one and a six, so that's a twelve total. Uh, you see the guy who actually had you had the initial conversation with. She actually comes and he's not drunk enough. He thinks you're just getting chummy, but just kind of slaps your hand away. He's like, "We're not." We're not my apologies. I'm not trying to get Miss Frisky, my friend. You're not my type. <laughs> but you seem kind of like maybe sober up a little bit. Mm, like, mm. He's a little more alert. Yeah. So no advantage on this roll. Okay. <laughs> uh, eight plus six is fourteen. Yep, you're good. So on, on the third one over, you managed to pull off five gold off of this one. All right. Uh, I need to think of a, a distraction for the uh, the last one. So uh, as uh, as we they they kind of come to the end of like regaling me with tales and they they start to like get too drunk to continue on, uh, I'm going to uh, move to like the end of the booth mm-hmm. as if I'm like excusing myself, uh, and I'm like, well, it's been my pleasure 
and an honor to hear about such a wonderful individual. And I'm sure she all loved you all very, very greatly, as you are clearly high-class people. And I, uh, I like, open my arms for an embrace from the last one. Yeah. Like, come on, buddy, bring it in. All right, give me another uh, stealth check. I'll give you a banjo on this one. Ooh, 20. So that's 26. Because <laughs> uh, Okay, so this time, not only do I take, like, his gold, if there's any other, like, uh, like equipment in the folds of his, uh, his jacket or, like, his weapon at his hip, yep. I, like, remove that and slip it into my jacket. Uh, so you will get uh, two gold off of that one, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, also good for you, because I rolled a natural 20 on his perception check on Ooh, uh, Roll on. Ooh, I need a d12 for my quick finds. You find some herbs. <laughs> a pouch of herbs? A, a pouch of herbs. Okay. Cool. Uh, you also actually check the, uh, the, uh, the I guess, the, the moon dial or, the, or the, the gas dial in the tavern. You notice actually it says 745. All right. Well, it's about time I took my leave. Farewell, ye merry gentlemen and ladies. I will see you anon. Enjoy your time in Baldur's Gate. He exits the door. Just as the door creaks shut, you just hear something like, Always hated that. <laughs> Nonsense. I'm beloved by everyone. So you notice that all the ships uh, for Mercy and uh, 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 Althea, that um, the boats are getting ready to catch the evening tide. And there's kind of like the pace is picked up for, for everything uh, as uh, last minute cranes and crates are being lowered onto the decks of boats. So when I arrive, is it okay if I've done a small bit of shopping? Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hey, Frill. I've. Purchased some things that may be useful for our journey. First, a set of manacles, just in case. Second, this totem made of the wood of willows. Willows are associated with the element Guyar, which is of flow and flowing, which should get us safely on this journey. And finally, a set of cards, if we get bored. <laughs> That's very thoughtful of you. Yes. I am all for cards. I can teach you all kinds of card games. I will not play with you. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen you play cards. Oh, it's not very friendly. You said we played dice. Yeah. Uh, Anybody play dice. interested in some dwarven chess? <laughs> I did not know that game. It's chess, but with dwarves. See, then we're all on equal footing. None of us know how to play that game. Because only nerds would play that game. I will play it then, but we will not gamble. Perish the thought. It's just for fun. Yes. For fun. <laughs> Alright, you got a good head on your shoulders way up there. <laughs> Actually, uh, can I, I'll maybe buy some parchment also yep. while we're in that Easy uh, waiting time. That's like about a gold? No, or? not no parchment. It's just, I think it's like three copper pieces. Alright. Parchment's super cheap. Uh, I'm just going to be practical and pick up uh, like a couple weeks of provisions. Yep. Uh, is, I assume, is our food taken care of on the boat? On oh, the boat? Yeah, 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 yeah. your food's taken care of on the boat. And are we going to be able to shop when we get there? there yeah, a, absolutely. Yeah. The port we're it's going port. to has everything, basically. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah. it's the main hub for... It's the main hub, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm just picking up I guess, parchment for my book so I can keep writing in my yeah. journal during the journeys. I'm interested in this knowledge that you cannot keep in your head and must inscribe on this sheepskin. Oh, well, everything you put on the page, you can then not keep it in your head in quite the same way. But, but also then you can transfer it to others. What use is knowledge if it's not worth remembering? Oh, well, th this book helps <laughs> Durand, like, cocks an eyebrow at you. <laughs> well, it, it, it's more complicated than that. You can then refer to it later and expand your knowledge. You can't keep everything in here. I can't. Everything important. Hmm. For instance, this. It's A got small, you there, small of, of grass and things floats around you. This, oh. this I keep in my head. That's very impressive. Yes. 
<laughs> what are you doing exactly? He's doing some druid craft with like yeah. grass, like swirling a little tornado of grass. Wow! Yeah, yeah that's something. Certainly haven't seen that in an alleyway before. I think we could learn a lot from each other, frankly. Possibly, not from your bizarre markings on sheepskin, but in conversation, perhaps. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll try reading a book or two, though. There's a lot of enjoyment you can get out of reading a book. It is going to be a long. Long boat ride. <laughs> Duran kind of slaps Percy on the arm. I don't know about you, but I'm really rooting for the two of these two. <laughs> Look at those lovebirds. What a neat cute. I don't know. They seem to be from you know from different sides of the uh, the. That's what makes it so great. It's yin and yang, the odd couple. It's like I Romeo and Sydney. Opposites Apple attract. <laughs> yeah, you think so? Oh no, it's gonna crash and burn. Are you kidding? <laughs> Uh, so, do you guys want to role play on the ship, or can I speed of plot you down? Yeah, to... it's, it's up to you. It's up to you. That's two time. months of time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so oh, no, that's two months of rotate. It only takes about a week's worth of oh, to travel yeah. to Cholt. Okay, mm. okay. Well, uh, you're in a week, the... the whole time I would be trying to engage people and uh, just chatting them up, learning about like uh, their weaknesses. Basically, that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, baiting them into card games, trying to win money from them however I possibly can. Yeah, un- unfortunately, the the ship you're on is actually mostly uh, military. I'm talking about these guys. Oh, these guys. Okay, <laughs> uh, but for 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 reference, the boat you're on is very much almost like a if cops were going to a convention somewhere. Cops like to gamble mm. too, man. I I don't know don't know how it is everywhere else, but Boulder's Gate. Uh, some of my best clients were cops. Uh, well, these are the 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 private firm, the Flaming Fist, who have. Uh, a little more straight laced. Yeah, a little more straight laced. More, a little more being paid to be. I there. never, I never met a soldier who didn't like to gamble with their wages, though. You'd be surprised. The they have a very strict routine. Uh, they have a uh, orders from the top, or order like uh, discipline flows from the top type of thing. And uh, there's a reason why they're called the Flaming Fist. Is that uh, if you somehow disobey one of the rules or uh, break with the the order structure, you kind of. Feel the burn and pain of consequences. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, I am ingratiating myself to the captain and buttering them up at every opportunity. Yeah. Uh, give me a persuasion check, but made with disadvantage. Oh, no. Because he is a hard son of a bitch. Uh, well, I got a 15 and a 1. So that's 3. Yeah. It, he seems very immediately off the off the bat very off-puttish like he keeps an arm's distance from people he does not know or trust essentially you're i'm just constantly like looking sharp today captain yeah he runs such a great ship captain he treats you like cargo like you are you are technically ticketed you get meals but you're kind of all kind of compacted in the same room can i just say what a pleasure it has been to be on your ship sir thank when you really actually don't fit inside the the the, the, mm. the hold that you're in and you're pretty sure this is like you should be like a grain type of hole there's like a lot of mice in your mm. I make friends with the mice. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go up on deck and I kneel down at the side of the boat and hold onto the railing. And as I channel my druidic energy into a ritual where I cast Speak with Animals, mm-hmm. the little sprouts of growth start to grow to the dead wood and the thing. And I say, Whales! Are you there, whales? Amelia, <laughs> up off the starboard side, you see like, Hello, whales. Good to meet you. Hello, what are you doing here? We are traveling. I was curious. How is the ocean these days? <laughs> you see you see the one humpback well but to the other? Wet. <laughs> Very good. I would be in the ocean with you rather than on this ship. 
If I could breathe the water you breathe. We, oh, you breathe air. Yes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hold my breath like you do. That's what I meant. Maybe you should not jump in the ocean until you're more familiar with the Denzians of the ocean. Yes, yeah, someday I hope to learn magic that will let me swim with you. Well, we, we look forward to that one day as you begin to swim off. You actually hear them kind of like tourists. <laughs> uh, in the meantime, everyone on the side just sees uh, Fenquin just like talking here like these two humpback whales just kind of like... Very strange. What is he doing? And I'll like write notes about it. <laughs> I have spoken with the whales. Oh. oh. What do they have to say? They said the water is wet and they invited us to swim with them when we may breathe in the water. Wow, that's some stunning insight straight from nature's mouth. Yes. Gracie's It pregnant. truly is a great privilege to communicate with such magnificent creatures. That's very strange. no sense of, like, irony whatsoever. <laughs> no. Those whales are almost certainly making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> they are super intelligent. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you guys uh, spend the rest of the week, uh, the day, like, you catch some glimpses of the coast, you're pretty far off as you're going deeper out into the, in, into the water, but eventually you just kind of see, like, this cloudy mist on the horizon, and all of a sudden the mountains start to break through, and you start coming into this uh, kind of, like, inlet cloud area, and you see uh, this beautiful tower kind of sticking up, it looks like like it's still many miles away, but that's when you start to see the foam around the boat begin to like, kind of like erupt a little bit, kind of like a, like a pot of water on, on a boiling stove as things begin to bubble up. And you actually notice that the boat begins to uh, uh, twist and turn in kind of like a small eddy that's coming around. Oh, uh, I was going to ask uh, if, they, if they paid the tribute. Have you paid the tribute to the, the dragon? <laughs> yeah, you all, the boat begins to spin around as you see, uh, uh, so how do you pronounce your name? Uh, uh, Elthra. Elthra, Elthra. Okay, put that down phonetically. Like ale. ale drinking? Yeah. Uh, you got it. Uh, Ella Thre is the other way to pronounce it, but like, this only matters. You see the <laughs> shadow. complicated, man. <laughs> you see the shadow come up from underneath the, uh, the boat, and everything begins, the boat begins to uh, tilt and cavalcate uh, a bit more as you see one of the, uh, the flaming fist uh, guards come running up this. It looks like this brown burlap sack, and you can actually hear the clinking of coins and items, and he just hucks it. Hmm. into the ocean hits the surface of the water and you can see actually kind of like this cresting little bit it looks kind of like coral reef or kind of like rocks comes out just kind of punctures it and grabs onto it and everyone else giving a perception check over the side Ooh, 27 14 actually don't have 23 15's all you need oh did you 15 nope you see actually this rock looks like it's covered in treasure uh, you can see gemstones coins and it all just kind of like sticks to the side as it sinks back down beneath the surface and the water calms down and the boat, the boat actually ceases spinning and pointing in the direction that you were originally going. Uh, as you now come into uh, the port of uh, Nianzaru, you see there's a, a big dock chain across the, the breach and you see guards send out the horn signals and it lowers down. You see the chains de descend below the water as the boat comes sailing in. Uh, yeah. And as you come back up, you hear the horns again, the chain comes back up. Uh, you can see the captain. It looks like he's having a conversation with somebody, and you can't really tell who it's with. Um, if anyone has Arcana check, they can... Oh, yeah. Nope. I am trained in Arcana. Not Ooh. very well, but we'll see. <laughs> I am trained, but poorly. Uh, plus another three is 11. 
That's enough. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know the captain's obviously engaged in a message spell with somebody, possibly mm-hmm. the harbor master, mm-hmm. uh, as he's making arrangements and he brings the uh, the dock in. And you notice as you come in, the harbor is full of ships. There's definitely right. uh, you see de- different flags from the Lords Alliance. You see Waterdeep. Uh, you see Neverwinter. Uh, you see. Um, Baldur's Gate. There's a lot, a lot of huts huh. in here. Some I was expecting some pissant little frontier town. This is practically like home. You see the long, elegant ships of the elves and like the short, stocky, almost like stone-built ships of the dwarves. And they're everybody is mm-hmm. in Ian's hour right now. Mm-hmm. As you guys get slid into a into a bay, uh, as you come off, you notice that there is a uh, golden half dragon to greet everybody as they come off immediately. Almost like clockwork, you see cranes being swung over the cargo hold. The stuff's being hauled out mm. as you. Uh, Before I leave the cargo hold, I call the mice to me and I share with them the locations where I've hidden food over the journey for them. Thanks, we appreciate that. That's that's really useful because some, sometimes they don't bring enough food on those trips. Yes, good. I hope that you will be fed well and not be scared in this boat. As long as there's no cat here, we're gonna be fine. Right. Uh, as you jump down, uh, the, it's dock workers and other adventurers. Uh, it seems all, it's almost like you've never left Baldur's Gate. That's shoulder to shoulder traffic, uh, but and the humidity just hits you right in the face. This is a, a subtropical type of environment. You can see mountain peaks uh, up over top of the city, and you can actually see kind of like this uh, mist cloud just hanging just above the the tree line and just above the city. As it looks like this is a place that sees a lot of rain and a lot of sunshine over the course of a day. And like the smells hit you, you smell like the the the, the smell of, of a of a well worked harbor, that kind of the decay and, uh, and and spicy food that's uh, that's come up as you guys slowly make your way through the uh, uh, through the dock district. You can also hear like the slapping of waves against the the side of boats as it's just kind of this background hum of the city where you get into it and you know how colorful it is. You see awnings covering the sides of the street to give shade to everybody. It's yellows and reds and blues, uh, various mixtures, mixtures of, of, uh, of races of elves, dwarves, tabaxi, humans, uh, just seem to be milling and wandering about. Uh, and you notice that on the sides of these buildings, it's kind of like a very similar to Baldur's Gate as well, where the buildings are built upwards and they're very tall, that uh, on the side are painted great um, uh, portraits and uh, landscapes of like events in Chalton history, Famous uh, Cholton people that have, their names have been lost to hit, uh, have been lost to time. What does the average Cholton look like? Uh, so uh, they're they're human, regular humans. Uh, they're anywhere from uh, like uh, black to olive to tan skin. People who've spent a lot of time in the sun. Mm, um, Pacific Islanders. Yeah, very, <laughs> very much so. Like it's a mix of like. Uh, Tamori, uh, t- uh, Maui, or Mo- uh, Maori. Maori. Maori, sorry, thank you. Uh, and Afro Caribbean kind of like wrapped in together. Hmm, cool. Lots of tattoos, lots of face paint, lots of um, loose clothing that's so brightly colored. Uh, and you smell, as soon as you hit that, that first bit of cobblestone on the sidewalks off the docks, you can smell the street meat just hitting you right in the face. Oh, um, I think I'm going to like it here. I'll give you. Could do without the humidity, though. The uh, map of Port Ninzaru. You are now in the harbor. I'll be the map keeper. <laughs> I am the map keeper. But in general. So. What a great scar on nature this city is. <laughs> mm. 
It's a nice. super neat looking uh, town with a lot of like sort of circular design. And Where the, do we uh, start on this? Yeah. Uh, you're in the harbor ward 17. So 17. Oh, there yeah. right. Okay. You want to get a picture of this one with your tablet? Oh. And you can draw over it. You can know where we are. Tweet it. Yeah. Uh, so, also... <laughs> I am live tweeting this session, by the way. <laughs> you also notice that the, the very first thing uh, you see are big posters for the dinosaur races that occur in the city streets every week, and there's one in two days. Uh, I, I tap the shoulder of whoever's standing nearest that poster, and I point at it, and I'm like, is there betting on these? And they look over, you're like, Almost like you've asked the stupidest question in the world. Like, is there betting on the dinosaur I races? I laugh with them. <laughs> Excellent. Oh, I am going to like this place. Yeah, yeah. Just be careful. You know, there's people who've lo- literally lost everything they own to the dinosaur races. Noted. Uh, if you want, you can actually rent a dinosaur and race one yourself. I'm kind of more interested in being the person that people make bets with. Okay, yeah. There's a, there's a whole guild for that. Don't worry. When uh, they don't have any official standing right now, but once the race day starts, they'll have kiosks all over the city that you can... It, and who can I talk to about uh, doing work for these people? For the racing guild, they you got to go through some. They're very tight about... I the betting guild. That's, that's sure, who they're talking. About. I'm yeah. sure everyone, uh, everyone, uh, everyone in uh, piece of uh, position of authority I've ever met is always in need of some out of town talent. Say okay, well, I mean, because it's an economic thing, I'd say go talk to the merchant princes. Uh, they have a, a meeting place up in uh, the Golden Throne, which is merchant number- princes. You say, yeah. So you, you, you just came off a dock, so I'm- absolutely fresh to chilled, never been here before. Looks like a fabulous place. So this is this is kind of it's not like a, a royalty thing or a theocracy thing. We're actually ruled by seven people, a council of seven merchant princes who control their own aspects of the economy. Uh, and then you know sometimes they give up the seat, sometimes they pass the seat down to family members. It kind of rotates around every now and then. How egalitarian! But uh, they do not like uh, people messing with their economy. So I'd say if you want to get into the racing guild, go find out which merchant. Everything on the up and up, sir. Of course. Yeah. So just if you get time, get in the line, stand with the merchant prince, and they will meet with you and see if they you are worthy enough to join their ranks to hopefully make them some money. Okay, uh, I perception check on this guy. Like, what kind of like status does he look like? Is he wearing jewelry? Is you, he wearing rings? Yeah, you, you don't need a perception check. He he looks just like a like a regular dock worker. Um, you know, uh, rough hands, kind of like a shirt that he doesn't mind getting dirty, and like uh, pants and shoes that no, like jewelry. No jewelry. No. All right. <laughs> I wasn't going to rob him. Come on, he wouldn't know he'd been robbed. <laughs> it's called pickpocketing. Um, anyway, I thank the uh, the gentleman. I'm like, thank you so much for being so uh, so open and uh, informative. Yes, says, don't like enjoy your time in Schultz. Try the Tej. Try try the food. Uh, I'd say avoid the the barbecue dinosaur. A lot of people who are new to Schultz don't like the gaminess of it. But you know, teach their own. You know, when in Schultz. Do as the Cheltons do, right? How could I not want to t- sample from the local cuisine? Uh, as he mentions dinosaurs, you actually notice that someone has a bridled up and muzzled allosaurus with like a big orange ring. Like goes by? Yeah. Like, like kind of like on a leash on a tether. Has a big bright orange racing stripe painted down the side of it. Just kind of like slowly. You hear kind of like the, the boom. Like leather feet on, on cobblestone just kind of like walking by. As it looks like people are starting to gather up their dinosaurs to get ready for the race in a couple of days. Shameful enslavement of a fine creature. We should release him. 
Uh, oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute there, big guy. Whoa. I think we should, uh, you know, maybe have the have a little group consultation before we decide to go messing with the economy of the place we just ended up in. Mm. And I don't yes. think those merchant princes would be very happy. We release these five creatures. Well, that wouldn't really be. We have to blend in around here. Respecting local customs. That's what we're mm. all about. And loss. Hmm. <laughs> Then let us go to our inn, where we have been instructed to go. Ah, yes. Uh, the Thundering Lizard. It is yes. in the market ward. I don't know where that is. Which number it, is it It would be good to get settled before... In the uh, east, it's down. Well, down here, yeah. All right, so I assume we ended up here. That's the dock, right? Yeah, you were at... Or would we start at 17. Yeah, start at 17. Okay. Yeah. All right, so what do we see along the way? What's this big structure here? Okay, so that is... One second, let me get the... Proper thing. So the first, the first thing you notice about Port Nianzaru, it's a city on the on the side of like a mountainside. So mm. everything kind of angles down towards uh, towards the ocean. Mm. Uh, and again, it's very tall and narrow streets uh, with lots of. Anytime you see a guard or an outpost, it has awnings to keep the shade o- over people. Mm. This is a city that has been around for quite some time and is adapted to the the current um, uh, situation. Uh, as you go walking along, that is, I think that's the trade district. So I find a rat and I say to the rat, please show us how to get there in a fast manner. And we follow, this rat will lead us to our inn. Give me a persuasion check. Persuade a rat? Okay. Yeah. Just because you can talk to animals doesn't mean so you have you a animal animal animal? to do. Uh, is it druid? Well, this is speak with animals. Uh, so I might be able to persuade these to perform a small favor. <laughs> I have met... Uh, oh, yeah, no, okay. So this is persuasion? Yeah, persuasion. Four. I was actually, mate, because you did it with Speak with Animals, do it with advantage. Oh, great. Not much better. Six. <laughs> you, see, you see them like, uh, maybe not during the daytime. There's a lot of cats and a lot of tabaxi around. I understand. Also, I apologize for intruding and, and for predators, asking. and you're gigantic, and I'm a mouse, so how do I know you're not trying to con me? I am a friend of all animals, but yeah. I appreciate that that would be difficult for you to know now. So go just, in peace, rat. Just just head towards east. When you see the Grand Market, hang a left, follow the main road. It'll take you there. Thank you. That is very helpful and more than you should have given for me, a stranger, making a request of you, a rat. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I, I kind of don't have many options at this point because you could step on me. And it's true, but I would never do that. I am your friend, rat. Go in peace. Yeah. All right. Th- th- thank you. Good like question. <laughs> You see the rat scurry off. <laughs> Why do you have so many conversations with rats? Yeah, to everyone else, this is like... Is <laughs> a noble creature a rat? Oh. Yes. I never really thought of them as noble. Well, that is a failing of your imagination. <laughs> uh, as you guys walk uphill, you notice that the cobblestones are kind of like... Uh, made to like kind of mini steps to try and help people up As, and along the sides you can see a lot of rain gutters that just looks like that flushes rainwater down towards the bay and immediately you smell spices you smell uh, timber as you come to this thing known as the Grand Souk which is like the main market bazaar in is Britain. that the number six that's thing? number six okay is a covered over place with shade and it's it looks like just a chaotic frenzy of people doing. Looks commerce. like it has a big blue like tent pavilion in the center. Yeah, it's like a, like, it's, a, it's, it's kind of shaped like a Y. It's a big dome. Uh, ah, so it is indoor. It is uh, it's one of the three main markets in Port Nianzaru, and it's uh, again that background noise of people just chittering off. 
it's, it's almost deafening because you can see all, all the vendors are stacked to the brim with uh, animals to trade, skins, pelts, food. Well, hey, if there's any more stuff we need to get, we should probably start here. Yeah. And remember, this is one of the three markets you can, uh, or market wards you can, or uh, marketplaces you can go to in the city. Uh, you actually notice that there's signs on it. One, uh, one's for the Red Bazaar, and the other one's for the Jewel District. Mm. I take special note of the Jewel District. What direction that is? <laughs> uh, you guys make your way down uh, or up the hill to the market ward, and you can easily hear the the music coming from something known as the Thundering Lizard. And as you come up to the sign, you notice that it's is actually, that number twenty here in the center. Uh, no, it's actually in 18. Oh. Okay. Anonymous building in, in 18. Uh, you actually notice that the sign is actually magically enchanted, that it's two Triceratops butting heads oh. into each other. and then little That's light, very clever. Little lightning bolts coming off. Uh, and you notice there's actually kind of like a, a big burly tabaxi just kind of working security at the door. Uh, as you hear kind of like dishes clatter together, a glass breaks as you come up to the uh, to the door of the Thunder Lizard. It's like, can I help you? Hello, cat person. We are here with reservations, working for oh, someone well. from far away. There you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm to need something a bit more specific. Uh, my name is Eltramars. These are my companions, Durand, uh, Ferquin, and Mercy. I believe we have Fen-Quin. reservations. Fenquin. Fenquin. Sorry, apologies. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, look, he checks a... a, a piece of paper and he says yep we do seven days at the thundering wizard uh your meals will be covered here drinks are on your own don't get into any trouble we don't want to kick you out oh well we won't cause any trouble we won't cause any trouble right duran not at all are you kidding i will restrain anyone who causes trouble all right uh, all right thank you uh in you go and it's kind of like that saloon style swinging uh swings uh doors as you kind of slide in the uh, floor is covered in sand and and uh, and uh, sawdust. Uh, you can see that a lot of the tables are actually bolted mm. down into the floor, uh, and it seems very rowdy. There's one bartender working as people are just kind of like in lively conversation. Uh, you hear music, but you actually don't see a band anywhere. Uh, and everyone, give me a perception check on the inside. Sixteen. Ten. Oh, wow, 20. Yeah, 15, 15 or higher. <laughs> you actually see uh, a pretty sizable board at the back, and you actually see there's actually um, lists for people looking for adventurers to do things and guides hiring themselves out for for cash monies. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should find a guide, or should yes. we take our rooms first? Where do you see the guides? I don't see the guides, actually. The guides, uh, they're, that's they're, a job they're, board they're right there. They're supposed to go over there. Points it out. Oh, oh. I didn't there, see. There's a board over there for for hiring guides. So where oh. you get like all kinds of odd jobs, or you try to make contact with people who know their way around places. It's pretty standard. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let us read some of these guide notices. Yeah, I'll definitely go over there to read. <laughs> That's right. my favorite. Words. <laughs> yeah. One second, as you look for a guide, I will give you. There's so many pieces of paper in this. Yep. So here are all the available. Oh man! <laughs> Whoa! Uh, we, have a, we have a whole selection here of. Uh, Those are the obvious ones. These are the oh, the most obvious ones. Yeah. Okay. They have like little portraits. Yeah. Yeah. They're like business cards, essentially. So there's a uh, new Hackenstone. If someone wants to read about that person, uh, Musharaib, uh, Azala Stormfang. Uh, person Iku and then Farol and Gr- something. Yeah, Golo. I'm gonna read 
I'll read Ferul and Gondolo. Why pay for one guide when you can have two for the same price? We have the smarts, the goods, and our own Triceratops. Treasure abounds. When we're done and leading you to all the ancient sites and sacred places that we know of, you'll be swimming in gold and magic. All the other guides will lead you in circles and make you do all the work. Don't be fooled. When we return to Port, Port Nyanzaru, you'll have tales and fortunes enough to last a lifetime. Our price is five gold pieces per day with a 30-day payment up front. But we're glad to reduce our rate for equal share of any treasure sold. What was the rate again? Uh, five gold pieces per day for 30, up 30 day days up front. Hmm. 150. It's expensive. We didn't have that much gold. Uh, Speak for yourself. Zelda Stormfang is also similar. So Zelda Stormfang is, If you need a guide to get you through the jungle uh, alive, look no further. I was born in the jungle. I know its dangers well and how to best avoid them. Should you choose me, you may rest assured that your party is in safe hands. I charge five gold coins per day and require a 30-day payment up front. Uh, for those adventurers who aid me in personal a personal quest, I will waive my fee and guide them to places no one else has found. Hmm. This quest will take us uh, to Firefinger, the evil petrofolk that uh, a roost atop the Firefinger stole a wooden mask from me, and I want it back. Mm. Okay, um, I guess I'll go next. Mm -hmm. uh, this is handout five. Uh, Hugh Hackenstone. Uh, looks like he's a dwarf. I like the alliteration. Yeah, a human uh, human female for this yeah. one. So this is, uh, looks like a human dwarf here. Uh, male. Uh, I've stood atop every mountain and chult. I know every gorge and crevice. Every plateau and trail. My memory is an iron trap. I forget nothing. Trust a dwarf, I always say, because a dwarf will never steer you wrong. Fearless I am. There's no dragon, beast, or undead horror that scares me. You want a guide who runs away at the first sign of danger? No. You want a dwarf, and I'm the toughest dwarf around. Red dragon bit off my arm, yet here I stand. Whoa. Takes more than a dragon to stop Hugh Hackenstone. I charge five gold coins a day and expect a 30-day payment up front. Uh, best coin you'll ever spend, I promise you. Seems pretty standardized here. Yeah. It must be some kind of union. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, I mean, I'm... Anyway, uh, we've still got more to look at here. There's plenty mm -hmm. more options. Uh, this guy is named Musharib. He looks like a, 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 a really dwarf. old dwarf with uh, pale white skin and blue uh, markings around his eyes and forehead. This is actually your first time seeing an albino dwarf. I've never seen an albino dwarf. This is cr I didn't know what this thing was at first looking at it. Perhaps the artist has made an error in their drawing. So this guy says, the jungle is my home. I know it well. I can guide you anywhere and chill for a fee of five gold pieces a day. No minimum, though. I think I think we have a winner, guys. Let's mm. listen to what else he has to no say. No maximum, though. If adventure is what you seek, join my quest to reclaim Rakamar, my clan's ancestral forge. A volcanic eruption forced us to abandon it many years ago. The fire newts... The fire newts? What's a fire newt? Anybody? Uh, give me a nature check. Oh, for I've got nature. That have since taken over must be driven out or destroyed. Five. At the very Three least, we would be, yeah, would be. Uh, Fanquin actually says fire newts are actually uh, from the elemental plane of fire. Uh, they're bipedal newt people that uh, just they're. It's hard to deal with them because they just radiate so much heat off of their bodies that they're mm. very unless they, you have some way to resist fire or deal with like extreme temperatures that they kind of isolate themselves away from everybody else because they're so. They're magnificent in their heat, mm. difficult to approach. Great, that's good to know. Well, he says at the very okay, least, nature. he wants people to right. sneak in and recover a relic known as Morden's Gauntlet, because the Fire Newts must not be allowed to keep it. 
Mm. You love dwarven kind. I mean, I not really. Anyone else here? No. What? Then hear my plea and join me in returning to Hrakmar to its rightful owners. I will waive my fee for your promise of assistance. So I, we're looking at five gold a day, no minimum number of days. And if we help him deal with this, like, you know, silly lizard infestation, he'll do it for free. I, those, are, those are on fire, though. I mean, we're not fireproof. He might be. I am not. Okay. <laughs> Who else uh, we got available? Well, uh, uh, there's Iku here as well. Uh, human female. Uh, well, the lure of pillaging the uh, the antiquity of Chult is a temptation. I appeal to those who find fulfillment in doing uh, actual good in the world. I seek to rid the jungle of Yawn. evil. Uh, there are many ruins and ancient temples that must be reclaimed so that their spirits of nature can return to their sacred places. Yes, I like this person. And live in peace. This oh, is the person we must choose. Oh, they must choose this one. <laughs> there are evil imposters who seek to blind you with promises of gold, uh, but will only guide your throats to their blades. My reads are standard, five gold, piece, five gold pieces a day and a 30-day payment up front. A small portion of the pay uh, goes off to the merchant prince Doble. The rest I give to charity. I am suspicious. What a snooze ball. Hmm. But I uh, believe that her commitment to nature makes her a perfect companion, and we must choose her. I need to do an investigation check. Hold on there, big guy. I think we've all got to agree on whoever we want to guide us in this venture. An investigation check. How would anyone disagree with this, that we may return nature to its right course? Who is to disagree with nature? Yeah, sorry, my... An investigation check on the the board to see if I can find other guides. Sure. Uh, It's 23. Thanks, you sorry. Yeah, you actually find, uh, given the type of place this is in, you actually run your hands along the back side of the board and you feel like kind of pinned to the back. You feel one more. Ooh. Oh. Uh, Salida, I've led many exhibitions through the wilds of Schultz. Uh, I know secret trails that appear on no map. Hire others at your own peril. Uh, Azaka and Iku uh, have led expeditions into the jungle that never returned. Varul and Gondola are charlatans, plain and simple. Old Hugh uh, uh, suffers from mad monkey fever. <laughs> I'm sure of it. Mushariba <laughs> 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 is an albino dwarf, uh, and they're not to be trusted. What? And I hear tell that River Mist uh, and Flask of Wine owe money to the Zentarine. Five gold pieces a day is a cheap price to pay for your lives. Spend your gold wisely. Ooh. Can I do a medicine check this? on Mad Monkey Fever to see what uh, I know about it? Yes. Uh, Thirteen. I was gonna say, make it this Are we just supposed to believe oh, disadvantage? Everything okay. she says about the other, the other potential uh, so guys. Thir- Thirteen was it? Yeah. Yeah, you've you imagine it comes from the jungle somewhere. You're not sure exactly what it does, but even I have not learned of this Mad Monkey Fever. Surely it must be a horrific jungle disease. Hmm. Well, there is a lot of information that hasn't escaped the island. Mm. How do we do believe this person who says all the other people are lying? Why was their thing pinned to the back of the board? They're possibly an outcast. But mm. also that means that maybe their information is not known to others. She says she knows about secret paths. Uh, I mean, what are we here for again? Well, before we choose, perhaps some research is... Uh, is Best in mind. We don't really know where to go next. Yeah, he didn't really give us much of a lead. Perhaps we should ask these people about this information and then try and corroborate and make our own judgment yeah. about who is telling the truth. Yeah, um, 
That's a good. That's a good idea, Fed. <laughs> yes. Uh, I start actually just start immediately going into the tavern and and start like trying to make conversation with people and trying to get like insight about like uh, about the different guides. Give so, me like, an investigation. Check. Investigation. Okay. Uh, eleven. Uh, so yeah, that's that's it's enough to say. Um, just talking to the regular people, they can't give you specifics because a lot of them um, that you talk to are actually native to mm-hmm. Port Nianzaru and don't want to go into the jungle. Right, right. Um, but they do say that um, this is not the only place to look for guides. Uh-huh. Um, that there's actually the other good bet is that the Baldur's Gate actually has a fort just a little bit uh, outside of Port Nianzaru, and there are actually guides up there mm-hmm. uh, who also have pretty good experience with. But then you have to deal. They do tell you about this thing called a charter rex- exploration. Mm-hmm. That if the flaming fist authorities find you in the jungle and you don't have your charter of the exploration, mm-hmm. they will kill you. It's essentially mm-hmm. it's it's a you pay them a license to like go a and explore the jungle, yeah. and that's fifty gold pieces for a charter. Flaming fist. Do we already have one of those? That's on top of a guide. That's on top of a guide. Yeah. So. The one it seems we must make some money in order to continue on this expedition. Uh, but also that there's one specific mer- merchant prince who controls the uh, guide and sellsword market, mm. and that's why the rates are pretty standard. pretty standardized. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Like you can yeah. negotiate, and there are some guides that kind of work under the table. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but those that work under the table do so outside the the regulations of. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, well, I, I conveyed some information to the rest of my party. I was like, yeah, I, I've been speaking to some of the locals over some drinks, and they're saying that uh, there might be some other options for guides, and uh, that, you know, the, there is a there is obviously a merchant guild associated with guides and, and sell swords, and that's why the you know, the prices are pretty, they're going to be pretty standard no matter where we go, unless, unless we happen to go outside. I wonder if they have a review one. Mm. <laughs> actually, yeah, you would, they do actually have a review board. <laughs> That's the, uh, the Merchant Prince Jobal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe he's mentioned in one of the... Uh... Uh, yeah, he is mentioned in one of them. Uh, uh, the um... Ropes and Ladders. Uh, the... He gives it back to uh, Charity, yeah. Um, a small portion of pay goes, back to, uh, goes off to the Merchant Prince Jobal. The rest I give to Charity. Mm-hmm. But the, but according to what's her face, the the last she's guy, led exhibitions that never returned. They've never returned. Yeah. Mm, so where Who have they hasn't? Gone? She she seems to have returned to write this notice. Unless maybe she wrote this notice and she left and she has never come back since mm-hmm. writing the notice. She might be dead. Mm. It may be true that yeah. all these are dead. Do we know how to contact these people? They, they has contact information. Oh, they have. Okay, cool. Missing yeah. chance. <laughs> yeah, it's it's not hard to get in contact with. Well, it seems we should at least speak to some of them and try and validate Salida's accusations. Yeah, or we could try to meet the Merchant Prince. But yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. Let's Do we want to try and meet the Merchant Prince then? and try and, what, try and get a discount? Is that what we're doing? Hmm. Perhaps we should choose the guy we want and then begin negotiating. I think that maybe we should figure out where we're going first. Yes, where are we going? We don't I don't know about you guys, but I know where I'm going tonight. The finest restaurant in town. 
We can't spend all the money before we hired the guides. Perhaps we should get the money back and pool our resources rather than letting each of us be spendthrift. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I keep very careful of my gold. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so what time of day is it right now? I will say it's about afternoonish. Uh, okay. So, like, the, the sun is about mid peak in the sky, so you've you okay. got tons of time. Um, well, I know the first place I like to go when I visit a new city, and that's the library. <laughs> oh, yes. Your Lord. house full of sheepskin with its strange markings for your poor memory. Well, <laughs> I'm going to learn information for our new memory. See? Books are great! <laughs> <laughs> mm, perhaps I can speak with some animals who might tell us something. You two are just rioting. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, maybe while you guys figure out about the guides, I'll go try to find some information of where we should go. All right. Uh, yeah. So give me an investigation check. I'll say it's super easy. It's only a nine. Uh, let's put it at a five. <laughs> uh, so you you go up to the bartender, and the bartender says, uh, "Oh yeah. So uh, if you need books." Um, Good news and bad news. Good news is that there's seven libraries in Port Nianzaru. Uh The bad news is that each merchant prince has their own personal library. Oh. They don't share the knowledge? No. No. Oh, no. It's very unfortunate. Uh, it's not, some of them like to be tight secreted about uh, what they have. And, you know, some people have different focuses of study, so... They, they usually let people in for a fee, but you just got to go up and make an appointment and head on in, because it's, it's in their, their home residences, so... Oh my. That seems... Knowledge is meant to be free, you know? Y y not here. <laughs> Interesting. Not here. There's a, a lot of lives that depend on knowledge being secret, I think. And how would I get to uh, the Merchant Prince's library? Uh, that's up in uh, the Merchant's Ward. It's called the uh, Golden Throne. It's number four on your map. Okay. And that's that's like the, the public meeting place. Uh, and then they'll meet you. And if they feel you're worthy enough to come in. Um, also, uh, if you're looking for extra guides, the Fort Valurian uh, is just a little bit uh, outside the city. You can sail there in a day. Uh, and they've got their own guys, but you gotta you gotta deal with the the Baldur's Gate people. They're a little little uptight, little. But you know, just if you're looking for options, they don't operate with inside the uh, the confines hmm. of the Merchants Guild. Thank you very much for the information. Uh, I'm gonna try to go to the library of uh, the Merchant Prince. All right, so there's seven of them. You have to first make an appointment. Okay. Uh, so that's up in it's uh, called this yeah. place called the Golden Throne. Right. Does anyone else want to do anything else as well? Yeah, I want to get introduced to high society. Okay, so uh, your roguey friend is going to join you up. Mm. Now, don't cause a scene or anything. Don't steal any of the books. Where's the come. thought? What would I want with books? They're not worth money. I will come to make sure he does not steal anything. Thank you, Franklin. <laughs> I am watching you. You have got me pegged all wrong, my friend. Uh, you are right. I have you pegged. You are wrong. I do not have you pegged all wrong. 
Delightful. <laughs> uh, Mercy, is there anything you'd like to do? Uh, you know what? At the moment, I'm going to not to be left out. I, I'm just going to tag along. Okay. Uh, as you begin to walk over to the other side of the city, um, you hear the uh, the sounds of, of, of merchants and vendors barking off. You can see the flags and uh, posters co- uh, coming up for uh, the, the dinosaur races as it looks like you can see the streets and the that are being marked off as the race areas. And it kind of looks like it's doing this figure eight throughout the, uh, throughout the city. As you make your way uphill to the Golden Throne, which is this big kind of open uh, palisade square with a big golden dome on top of it. And immediately you can see the lineup of people outside in this mid-afternoon day of people waiting to get uh, a meeting with one of the merchant princes. Um, it seems to be a standard long line to get into the Golden Throne. And then it div- divvies off into seven different lines to uh, to meet with people. Uh, so I get in the line for Jobal. Uh, well, you first get in the line of the, of the first one. Okay. Uh, and that, you stand up there and it goes along at a snail's pace. It's taking about like two to three hours. Is it? This uh, was less exciting than I thought it would be. Well, you don't have to wait with me. The, the uh, Durand is scanning the crowd, uh, looking for anyone who's dressed ostentatiously, somebody he can bump into and perhaps lift a necklace off of. You notice that the lineup is not dressed the best. You also... Actually, give me a perception check. Six. Six? Uh, yeah, it, seem, it seems to be that the less wealthy of the people are lined up outside, and as you look inside, you can see people in like elegant robes and, uh, and, and colors... Are more on the inside of the golden throne, as it seems the richer people are in the inside and the poorer people are on the outside. See, we want to be in there. Yeah, I know. Not out here. Uh, the sun kind of beats down on you. It's hot. You get to feel that sweat. There. <laughs> this place does not catch the breeze as well from uh, from the from the ocean. Oh, it's tough wearing clay veil in this heat. Yeah, it is. You feel like. Ugh. You kind of get like those, those salty sweats on the side of your neck. Oh, no. <laughs> as you finally get to the front of the line, after spending about three and a half hours just like slowly marching your way through. And you see someone with a clipboard, a uh, very colorful uh, kind of headdress and like a yellow feather just sticking out the side. And he looks and he's like, um, and you will be requesting to speak with whom? Oh, uh, Jobal. Jobal, very well. Please head down to aisle way four, and you should have your appointment in about another three hours. Mm. <sighs> Okay. <laughs> you get let down, and you actually uh, come into like a kind of like a, a waiting area with like very low type, type of couches and uh, satin pillows, and you just kind of flump down as uh, uh, um, sorry, uh, what's your name? Your rogue's name here? Duran. Duran. This is actually quite lavish for what it is. You actually notice that there's biscuits on a table for you, and this. Water, these water, water and crystal decanters with like lime and lemon. Oh, I swipe up a couple of biscuits and immediately pour myself a glass. <sighs> yep, yep. As you notice that people go walking by, they seem to be talking about various uh, uh, adventures and uh, expeditions they're planning down into the jungle and various business travels they have going on. Uh, but you, fe- you seem to be just kind of waiting there for a while as the sun begins to get a little bit lower, and it seems like this is not exactly an efficient way to deal business, but you do see, one second, and bring up Jobal. Where is he? Here he is. Uh, this man with, uh, with ebony skin, kind of like a full head of hair and a beard that goes all the way down around, just little bits of white whiskers just kind of starting through. 
as he comes with like these long black and gold robes. He comes out and he says, oh, uh, greetings. So I, this is my, my appointment, my next appointment for the day. Uh, he comes down, has a, has a seat with you, pours himself some water and says, uh, and how may I help you today? My name is Elther Marsk, and I'm here to stop the death curse. Oh, oh that's, that's very bold. That, thank you very much for, for coming to Portney and Zara to uh, try and do this. It is a, a hefty task to accomplish, but I, I applaud your, your courage. You wouldn't happen to be offering some kind of reward for anyone who could do that, could you? Well, I, I think preventing the slow decay of death for everybody is, would be its, its own reward. Obviously, obviously, reward in itself, but since that would be such a boon to the local economy, there has to be some kind of monetary incentive to people crazy enough to try to well, do that. Well, there are, but that's, that's not really my... We, we all kind of try and stay in our own lane here. The oh, so we should be talking to a more important merchant prince? Is well, that what we, you're saying? We, we all have equal value. I deal in guides and sell swords, so if you wish to go into the jungle, I'd probably be your best bet. Mm. I see. I was wondering if you have any kind of... Uh, Review of of the various guys that we could hire. Um. Yes, we. Uh, uh, yes. Like, do they have a ranking system? Like, who's who's the best? Well, it's, it, it's Musharib, isn't it? It's got to be. I mean, look at that guy. It, well, he's definitely the toughest. He's definitely the toughest. See, see, he is. Uh, he's had his uh, his experiences with with dragons. Uh, he he he's as fair warning. He is he is an adept guide, but he. Um, Unfortunately, is missing an arm. Just oh, this full disclosure. I thought it was Hugh. Or, sorry. Oh, sorry, Musharib. Sorry, uh, got my wrong. I got my sorry. Dwarf racism wow. coming out. Wow. Not a good look. One of them is even albino. Man. Say. You know, you're mixing up two dwarves. One of them is an albino. I mean, come on. They don't even look the same. Which one are we? Which guy are we speaking of sorry. right now? Musharib. Sorry. Musharib. Um, mm. Yeah, he is. He is a. He's very true to his people. He is surly, but he is tough. Uh, he he knows the mountains very well. He knows the caverns up them very well. Uh, has it in for fire newts uh, and is kind of driven by that. But if you need someone to guide you, if you yeah, most of his posting honestly was just about fire, fire newts. Yeah, yeah, less was, about what he could do for us. Yeah, but he's but he 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 is adept in in mountainous caverns. He is that is. We have his heard that albino dwarves are not to be trusted. Is there anything to this? Well, that's that's a subjective racial thing. I don't I don't like to get into it. Uh, he's he's mm. good. Like he's 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 pretty upfront. Like you know, finding a dwarf that lies to you is not 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 an easy thing to find. How many parties has he led in the jungle, and how many have come back? Oh, I I don't know that information. They must have some kind of ratio. I mean, you'd think that would be the primary way that you would rank these guides, right? And they're, they're... There, there is, but I do not have the, those numbers in front of me right now. I can say he does come back out of the jungle with his groups. Hmm. See? That's a vote of confidence. How about Iku? Iku is... Yes, I like her. She is good. Uh, kind of stick in the mud to me. She needs to... Return things to their natural place, and this is my life's work. So, we must choose her. <laughs> uh, she is a bit older. Um, See, she, decrepit, falling apart. Well, I wouldn't. Mm. Old, old age also brings experience and wisdom. Uh, she is a, osteoporosis. She does have a bit of a, oh. a religious driving behind her, but she's she's a fairly adept guy. She has also come back out of out of the jungle. Um, well, I mean, you can. No offense, Prince, but we can assume all of these guys have come back out of the jungle if they're still working. Well, yeah. I'm wondering about the people who went with them. Mm-hmm. Well, all I know is that they came back and got paid. So that's the as far as I can say. In what order? 
<laughs> I don't have those numbers. Who has the best percentage? Um, Percentage-wise? Like the most successful. The one who's got the least blood on their hands. I'd probably have to say uh, Azaka was really good. Uh, Hugh Hackenstone is very good. Uh, you know, you're kind of getting what you pay for, but it depends where you're going and what you want to do. I mean, like, like Musharib and Hugh are only, like, they can help you deal with the caves. Eco could probably help you deal with the swamps and jungles a bit better. Uh, ah, geographic specialties. Now we're talking. Yeah, like, it depends where you want to go, what you want to do. Like, it's, it's very, it, it, it's, you have, you have a luxury of choices, an embarrassment of riches to choose from. And have you ever, uh, dealt with, uh, Salad, uh... You see his brow furrow almost immediately. He says, I did not realize Salado was operating inside Port Nianzaru still. Oh! Um, I just heard that name on the boat. <laughs> well, Salada is not registered with mm. the Merchant Princes. She operates outside of us. And I may take this time to remind everyone the penalties for associating yourselves with the business of a non-sanctioned guide in Port Nianzaru are quite severe and quite swift. You oh. need not worry about Elethra. She is a rule follower. <laughs> then I can trust you will not do business with Salada, and uh, I will definitely send out some investigators to see if she's still within the confines of the city. Perhaps you could tell us about her more so we might help you find her. I would not give her the benefit of espousing her skills or her abilities she is mm. she's not registered with us and therefore is working against us mm. oh geez well i i mean i i didn't i didn't see a posting or anything it was uh i just named her on the boat give me a deception check <laughs> nope <laughs> natty 20 yeah it's a it's a one eye rolls which makes it a one <laughs> Uh, you, you see Joe Ball say, well, if you know about her, that means she's spreading her message around. And legally you have covered your bases, but we will still send out some investigators to see what Salada is up to these days. Yes, you, might, as... you might want to check at the Thundering Lizard, just a hint. That's one of the, a place I'd expect Salada to, to stay. Mm. Okay, so uh, don't sign up with Salada, guys. So you also don't... The, the people in Waterdeep who also run guides, you don't really... Oh, Fort Belurian, yes. They do have their own guides. They do operate outside, but they uh, they operate outside the city limits, so they are outside our, our jurisdiction. Oh, I see. I they are not mm. as skilled or as trained so or it, as experienced. Not, it is only if we find a guide within the city that we are bound to use a registered guide. Yes. Also, mm. fair fair warning that don't um, all the guides take you out of the city? I mean, isn't the whole point to take you into the jungle? Yes, but we we also would carry to uh, caution you against the charters of exploration that Fort Belurian has. Mm. They're very strict about their uh, the, who they send out, uh, and if they encounter you in the jungle without a guide, we will not do this. But the the Belurian or the the Balder the Balderdadians will. Uh, definitely be violent towards people who do not have their charter on them. There have been many stories of people who've bought charters and lost them and still be attacked and killed by the Yikes. by the forces mm. there. They're very strict about who, who controls going in and out of that fort. Right. One last favor. Can I see your library? 
says, well, you were honest about Salada, so yes, I would say uh, come by tonight at, at uh, 10 o'clock and I will allow you to peruse the library. Oh, thank you so much. Your friends are more than welcome to come in as well. I am not to have any need for a library. I'm not sure that's the best idea. <laughs> uh, they don't really book people. <laughs> Yeah. Also, we'll just calls notes. It's true, me. I find. <laughs> That's not my name, but okay. Ilsa. <laughs> uh, he says, well, your your friend seems to be of uh, the nature-loving kind. We do have some exotic plants and gardens that you may be interested in. This interests me greatly. <laughs> Considering if you are going into the jungle, you may want to know about the, the more uh, carnivorous plants. Yes, please. I would greatly enjoy the ability to commune with these plants. Very, very well then. Then come by at ten o'clock, and we shall. We shall... This is a this is the library I can get behind. I agree. <laughs> Even if it is a sort of jail for plants, perhaps my knowledge of them will let me help them free others. I like that. <laughs> She's, uh, you see, Joe Ball say, just be careful when you deal with those plants. Uh, they help keep they help keep intruders out. I understand. Will you provide good guidance on how to interact safely with them? The best way to interact safely is to not interact with them at all. Mm, I understand. Very well. I will see you at 10 o'clock tonight. Uh, you see him raise up and he's like, he looks towards on his clipboard. Uh, or someone comes about, comes by and says, he guides him to his next meeting as you are left to your own devices inside the Golden Throne. Well, I hope that was worth the while. I'm sure it will be. I imagine the library is going to be very good. Great. So I'm going to head off to find the best restaurant in town. I will see you guys back at the end. Don't you want to learn something about where we're going to go? Not even a little. You just tell me in the morning and we'll head there. Your loss. Enjoy your dinner. All right. His ignorance will make him easier to control. (laughs) 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 I will call a quick break there. Uh, Get some water, get some bathroom breaks, and get ready for the next bit. most important part of any D&D adventure is, of course, research in a library or asking around at taverns. Uh, we hope you've been enjoying the show so far. As always, we are the Diecast Podcast. You can find us on any uh, podcast playing app, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anything like that. You can also send us a tweet at Diecast Podcast on Twitter, or you can find us on our website, www.flyingsorstudio.com. And uh, leave us a rating or review uh, that'll help us out in the the rankings for uh, the different podcasts. Also, share us with your friends uh, if you know they enjoy a good D and D adventure or a weird D and D adventure, which uh, this this is turning out to be. So it's interesting to see the comparison between the two groups, and already you can you can see kind of where they're going with with the guide selection and whatnot. So this is part of what I thought was going to be great, and thought what I thought was going to be neat. And the choices they make and the interactions they have do start to very subtly, you can see it already, just kind of indirectly start to affect each other. So uh, that is, uh, yeah, I'm just, it's, it just hits all the right buttons inside me to see how everything's just kind of lightly crossing over. Um, but uh, we hope you're enjoying the show so far. We hope you're enjoying the podcast and we hope you're, you're, ready to buckle in for a wild adventure that's going to turn out to be. Uh, Remember, you can send us a message uh, via Twitter. You can send us an email or uh, just use the hashtag uh, DieCastPodcast. Let us know how is is it going. Uh, Are you playing Tomb of Annihilation yourself? What guides have you chosen? What part of the 
the peninsula have you have you gone to? Let us know. Let us let's make this a adventure a shared one because there's a lot of people trying to solve this death curse. And by reading around, by listening to other podcasts, listening to other people do their adventure, it is a difficult thing to achieve. So let's all join together and see see what happens in the jungles of Chult. Uh, as always, don't forget to share it with your friends. Don't forget to send us a message, and we will jump right back into it because I believe there is some dinosaur racing to be had. We will see you next week. I'll let you know beforehand if it's group A or B. Keep it a bit of a mystery for now, but we will see you next week. We hope you enjoy the finale or the conclusion of this episode. And that is it. On to the dinosaur racing. All right, we are back from a quick mini break. You've met with Joe Ball, the head of the uh, guides and... Uh, That's like his swords. first name, right? Like yeah, his name's not Joe Ball. Joe Ball. No, it's just no, Joe, Joe Ball. Joe Ball. Joe Ball. J-O-B-A-L. Hey, Joe. Uh, so, yeah, so do you, guys, you guys can wait the couple of hours to for 10 p.m. to make it to the library. Or you can dilly-dally about. You can see the, the different parts of the city that are getting set up for the dinosaur races. I'm going to take a stroll uh, basically all around the main like market ward. Okay. I just want to get a lay of the land, see what kind of things are around, what kind of shops, what kind of places. Sure, uh, sure, sure. If I spot a, uh, like an, uh, a store that uh, sells instruments, mm -hmm. musical instruments, I may be interested. Uh, give me a perception check right away. Okay. Uh, six. I'm six. Not well today. Yeah. Uh, you notice that a lot of the towns have, or sorry, a lot of the the markets and stores have a lot, a lot, a lot of customers in them. This mm. the city is kind of packed to the brim right now. Um, as you wander around uh, 22 and 23, mm -hmm. uh, 22 you actually notice is a public bathhouse. Oh. It's a, this is a very Roman style where mm. uh, you go in and can get massaged. Uh, you can take a take a relaxing bath. And it seems to be like an open public one. And it's like oh, a, cool. pay what you feel. Like pay something, but you know, pay what's in your means to, uh, to pay. Uh, they've also got uh, different independent massages. Can give you a, a, a or you can hire a masseuse for at, their, at their own rate. Uh, and you'll see something called the Dye Works, uh, which is a place where you see a lot of the textiles and fabrics getting, um, that's 23, is uh, where mostly you get the, your bright color, colors from. You can see shipments of packaged up, you know, like bright, brilliant yellows and blues and purples uh, being shipped out. And you can see different, uh, kind of like a Diwali festival, like different sacks of, uh, of red powder, blue powder, black powder, yellow powder, white powder. Uh, there you can just already smell like the uh, the chemical processes and the baths that are that are happening in that place. Uh, let's see what else you see around that part. You're taking the tour. Oh ho! Twenty one is the Hall of Gold. Oh, I like the sounds of that. Is, this is a magnificent structure. It's a temple to Joaquin, but residents call it the Hall of Gold for its shining golden roof and for Joaquin's focus on trade and wealth. Uh, Mount Sibasa is the highest point in the city, and when the sun is shining, the light lighting up. The temple roof can be seen for miles out to sea. Some city residents swear that the roof is sheathed in pure burnished gold, but it's only paint. Uh, a wide stone bridge connects Mount Sibasa to the Grand Coliseum of Ikwazi Hill. Uh, it's on a mountain? It's the, the whole city is like kind of like on a mountain facing down. Like it slides down towards the, oh, towards towards the bay. Oh, towards the bay? Yeah. Okay. Because that's why you see uh, on, the on the cobblestone streets, they have rain gutters and uh they kind of just like flood all the water down to to the ocean so you don't see anyone getting washed down the streets <laughs> mm. uh what else so this mountain there? like slopes away to the north you're yeah. saying yeah uh yes correct okay uh you've they've also got the grand coliseum we can see gladiatorial combat oh is that 20 that is 20 correct 
Did I say that right? Yes, that's over there. Uh, then there's the fish market at 19, and the Red Bazaar uh, is at 18. This is actually, sorry, the Red Bazaar 18 is where uh, the Thundering Lizard is. Yeah, that's where mm -hmm. we went for the Red bar. Bazaar. Yeah. We definitely have to post this map. <laughs> I already did on Twitter, in case you want to take a look. Just yeah. check out my account, at Jam Fraser. Um, but yeah, sure. it's a, a beautiful map, ago. and uh, it looks like a very busy place. Yeah, uh, and the Red Bazaar is mostly its fruits and vegetables and meats and uh, trade animals and whatnot. And it also seems, even as the sun starts getting towards the uh, uh, the western part of the city, it's it still seems pretty busy. That it looks like the operating hours of this place go well into the night. Mm. That is that is what you see in the market ward. But I didn't see any place like selling like musical instruments. Um, give me an investigation check. Cool. Got a nine. It maybe if you come back when it's less busy, but it just seems that everyone seems to be full, especially in the uh, red market or the red bazaar. It seems that it's mostly like a perishable goods type of. All right. In that case, I'm going to uh, I want to uh, make a stealth check to uh, glide through like the busiest, most packed part of mm -hmm. the crowds, just making my way through. Like wherever people are like body to body, and it's not unusual for passerby to be like actually like, pressing up against each other as they squeeze by. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm going to make a stealth check first. Just Give me to... a perception check first. Okay. 18 plus 2 is 20. Uh, you notice that most of the people in this area are kind of like middle class-ish type of thing and that the guards seem to be uh, blended into the crowd pretty well. They don't wear like, dis like distinct like, I'm a guard, here's my play. It seems to be very loose, uh, flowing armor identification of what, mm. what guards look like. Okay. Um, so yeah, obviously I'm going to attempt to pickpocket a few people. All right. Um, so should I make a stealth check first or you just will, slide a hand? Yes, make a stealth check first. Okay. Eight. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you try and blend your, your way in. Uh, you're actually kind of bumping into more people than you expect. Yeah, dude. You're not used to doing crowds this big and this packed in. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, you seem to be sliding right. on by. Slide a hand. I'm going to try to uh, lift a couple of purses. All right. 11 plus 6 is 17. All right. This is what Lindsay did last time, too. <laughs> you land yourself. You've managed to scoop into someone's pocket and pull out six silver. Hmm. Right. Unbeknownst to any of the uh, guards or merchants around. Uh, just getting my, getting my feet wet, you know. Nothing. Uh, I wasn't expecting a huge haul. Um, but yeah, um, uh, I just take note of like kind of where all the major stuff is, the players, who seems to be the most popular. Mm -hmm. uh, I look around. I try to take note of any like particularly nice restaurants. Probably not here. You may want to head back up to the Merchant's Ward in the... Uh, this is the lower class portion? The middle of class. Middle class. Middle class. All right. Good enough. Good like, you, you imagine that's something around where the Merchant Princes live. That's probably where a lot of nicer restaurants are going to be. And I'm also keeping a particular eye out like if there's any other... Like if there's any card sharps or like anyone set up with like tables or like selling things give me, along the side of the road. Give me another perception check. Yeah. 16. 16? You see nothing. Mm. You, you you are an island of, of debauchery all into yourself. There's... Okay. So that just kind of indicates to me that that's probably not as tolerated here. So, okay. Maybe I won't go setting up my uh, dice table. Yeah. There is. You see there are specific. As you look down on the ground, you can actually see like. Uh, colored stones marking the different areas for each vendors and it seems pretty tight along each of the street or each of the, the areas in the red bazaar but you notice that there's no back alleys that you like there ought to be something shady going on and you look down mm. empty 
Empty, empty. All right, I'm actually going to approach uh, a guard, someone I can identify as like. Yep. They look like the fire fist or he's, whatever. He's got a, a flaming fist, a short spear like slung to his back with like a kind of a a bayak type of like shield, like small shield on his back as well. Excuse me, my gentle sir. He's like, yes, uh, you are welcome to. You clearly look new here. Like, I am very new here. It's the first day on the island, and boy, am I overwhelmed. It's, it's, a, it's a peninsula. It used to be an island. It's a peninsula now. Oh, oh. See, learning new things already. I'm hoping you can help me out. I don't want to get in trouble with uh, you or any of your uh, your fellows. So I'm kind of hoping to get a bit of guidance on the shadier areas of things and what's allowed, what's not. Like, what what's permissible... You know, what are you willing to turn a blind eye to and what is absolutely a no-no area to go into? Well, don't mess with the economy. Don't steal. That's the biggest one. Define stealing. I mean... <laughs> Take, taking things that aren't yours. Okay. What if I really, really... Fair enough. <laughs> uh, what about the gambling scene around here? Is that something that's frowned upon or are there special places to in, go for that? You can do some gambling inside the inns. As you see, uh, Give me a persuasion check, actually. Okay. Uh, 16. Yeah. You seem kind of like give the, the left to the right look. He's like, if you really feel the urge to, to gamble outside the city restrictions, Old City or Malar's Throat, that's where you find all your... They keep, as long as you stay off the, the main streets inside the city, they don't care. If you're outside the wall, they don't care. Just don't be stupid about it. Right, right. Okay. And you didn't hear that from me. Absolutely not. Wouldn't dream of passing it on. Don't know your name anyway. Now, and this is admittedly a sensitive question, but I want to make sure that I've got the right answer so I know how to navigate my way around here. I'm not suggesting anything. I'm just looking for information. What's the general policy on bribery? Like, is there a system or someone you have to go to? Or is that a, is this a town where that's just not allowed? Are you offering me a bribe? Absolutely not, sir. And I wouldn't even if you asked me for one. That's not what I do. I just want to know where the lines are so I can stay inside of them. Give me another persuasion check. That's deception. No, it's deception. <laughs> I'm not going to stay within the lines. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to know what they are. Eleven. Eleven? He said... I'm honestly not gonna. I don't feel comfortable answering that question to you right now. See, and that's answer enough. The fact that you're uncomfortable enough tells me that you are, in general, straight shooters around here. Am I wrong? Let's just say we should end the conversation now before I have to bring you in. I helped you out where you needed to go. Durand just... winks, like <laughs> flashes, flashes his best, like his flashiest grin. Yeah, I know exactly says, what you mean, sir. Just keep it outside the main city wall, please. And you keep doing a fine job. I will. Carry on, man. Good day. Yeah, he ushers you. I slink back into the crowd. Yeah. All right. Uh, people at the library are heading to the library. So you guys are in the Merchant's War, and you get brought into the Merchant's Prince Villas area. We see seven amazing uh, villa buildings, multi-story. They kind of like mini palaces all scrunched together. Mm. And you can see the security right away. Actually, everyone give me a perception check. Oh, jeez. Uh, six. Six. Nope. Perception. Fourteen. Fourteen. Two. Two, yeah. Uh, you can see that the, the guards are much more attentive, much better armed. And you can see that various uh, villas have different colors to their own personal style. Mm. Uh, some have this silvery kind of razor wire along the top of the walls. Some actually have sharp teeth and dinosaur teeth along the, uh, the top of the walls. Various amount, others have like... Uh, Colorful drapings hanging over the side. As you come up to Jobal's, uh, let me get his description of his merchant villa. 
Because he has very specific things to do. I'm in the wrong spot. There we go. Perfect. So for Joe Ball, uh, you notice that he has uh, heads of various beasts and dinosaurs mounted outside his wall. So like Velociraptor heads, Triceratops heads, uh, one giant T-Rex skull above the main gate. And you notice that a lot of the defenses on the top of his are giant T-Rex teeth. And you actually see like vines and plants intertwined around them as you show up to the garden and says, uh, yes, I believe you're, you're here for an appointment, I assume. Uh, yes, Elthra Marsk, I believe Jabal worked right in the head. Oh, yes, very, you have a library appointment with uh, four people, it looks like? Uh, yeah, one of our party uh, decided to take in the sights. It's like, very well, very well. Uh, they will not be allowed to join you once you're inside, but we uh, will now escort you to... I am also not going to the library. I was promised an opportunity to view strange plants. He checks his nose like, ah, okay, very well. I will that was me. I will escort you to the, uh, to the villa garden then. Thank you. Uh, as you come to this... You notice that it's got this bright, uh, bright art uh, ceiling, and very, very unusual to what you've been feeling before. The hot cobblestones, and these are very cool marble pallets or slates underneath your feet. As it feels cool and relaxing to as you walk through, as it feels like these palaces are designed to collect wind and just keep coolness inside, just to keep everyone outside the heat. Maybe you can feel the sweat stop and kind of like chill on your skin a little bit. This is the most comfortable I've been all day. <laughs> uh, he comes up to the, these lovely, it's actually like a yellow wood type of uh, massive door that's about like 15 feet high and about 10 feet wide. These beautiful golden brass uh, ornaments on the side of the door as he opens it up. And you don't hear, actually hear a click of the, of the tumblers on the, on, the, on the knob, but just perfectly balanced doors. And you just immediately out the uh, books, the smell of leather and papyrus and paper and ink just hits you right in the face and these are like 20 feet floor to ceiling just bookshelves stacked with books the sliding ladders that go around it's very uh beauty and the beast uh <laughs> library type of stuff it's like very well i believe uh you you have five hours to observe there are other people in here doing their research as well um we can bring refreshments for you uh, as long as you eat them in the refreshment area and just let us know if you have any questions or concerns about the palace or about the, the villa. Uh, Elthra has been looking tense all day, uh, and this is the first time you see her like relax. Or, like, <laughs> like part of her shoulders just like drop, and it feels like uh, oh. a home and a comfortable environment for her, uh, having not really traveled anywhere else before this. Yeah. Uh, Fanklin, you are led down the hallway, and much like. Enjoy Elf your books. <laughs> Much like Althea smelling smell slices of dead trees. <laughs> Much like Althea smelling that 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 essence of leather and bound paper, you smell the garden before you even see it. And mm, as you come in, it's this fresh earth. big open patio with a fountain in the middle, and along the sides of each wall, and kind of like its own like five foot garden trench, mm. you can see all these various plants and vines just kind of moving independently of their own. And when you say, "Oh, the plants are used for security," the plants are used. For security, uh, give me a perception mm -hmm. check. Uh, not nature. No, it's, yeah, it's, it's a perception. Uh, eight. Eight. Uh, yeah, you see a bird flying through the garden, and all of a sudden it's just like a poof of feathers, and mm. it disappears. Mm. The cycle of life continues. 
How do you feel about gardens? Are they like it's a strange that, prison? Is for that the respectful plants. or is it like an affront to nature to be boxed and guided like this? I mean, it's not as much an affront as the library. <laughs> These plants at least are given a chance to live and the nourishment they need, even if they are kept in this bizarre jail. Mm. <laughs> okay. It's better to be alive than be free. Mm. Better to be alive and free. Better to be alive <laughs> than dead. Better to be free than not free. It's not, it's not that. It's not a bad setup for a plant. You get fed often. It's true. It's like domesticating, you know, wolves into dogs. Okay, so, well, so uh, what he, he, now? Yeah, so I guess I will uh, do as much research about the uh, island. I'm going to read the shit yeah, out of these books. <laughs> so, the way this is going to work, uh, you're going to come up, come up with a couple of, couple, come, uh, sorry, come up with a couple of questions right. that you want to ask, and then it'll be an investigation check. Okay. And uh, depending on how well you do, you'll succeed and take a couple of hours to search. Okay. Um, no other than that, it's essentially... Questions about the island? Yeah, like, oh, yeah. I want to learn about, I guess, its history, like famous, uh, like events or mm-hmm. um, like places of great importance, right? Um, and uh, I am trying to learn about like, yeah, like these big events in the island, and also anything that would be related to like lich kings and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, why there's so many undead on this island. Okay, so we'll do. Brief history of Schultz. Uh, so yeah. I'll say you get five five attempts at okay. uh, asking questions, and you can if you fail on one, you can kind of okay. try and spend longer. So the first one's history of Schultz. Yeah, so investigation. Eight, so, yes, investigation check. Sweet. Uh, Eighteen. Eighteen. Yeah. So the big thing about Schultz is how isolated it was after the spell plague, and right. um, that there used to be a huge religion for this god named Ubtao, which is U B T A O. And this is the god of dinosaurs, of mazes. God of dinosaurs. Essentially, essentially mazes? This, that's, yeah. a, that's an odd eclectic and, mix. And, and is frequently worshipped by minotaurs as well. Oh, okay. Well, I get that. Uh, <laughs> and that you may notice, you start to see a lot of uh, subtle designs you've seen in Portney and Zaru of kind of like these maze-like bandings around certain structures indicating how old they are. Mm-hmm. Essentially, if something has like a maze-like look to it or a maze-like identity to it, it's mm-hmm. probably older than like 300 years Right. Of, uh, and that Uteo was worshipped by everybody until they they don't know exactly when, but he just decided to leave and just no refute, did not keep in contact with followers, did not answer prayers, and that that led to kind of this power vacuum for other deities to come to come swooping in, and then the spell plague happened, and everything kind of got jumbled up after that. The only thing they know for sure. Is that Uteo has not come back yet, but you know uh, there are still ruins of mazes throughout the jungle. The dinosaurs still walk the earth. There's still signs of him around, but Uteo itself has never come back to Chult, or as, as far as the legends and lore say. Right. Uh, sorry. Oh, and that uh, the capital that Uteo had uh, is not actually Port Nianzaru. It is a old ancient city somewhere in the jungle. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. That uh, seems like a neat place to start. <laughs> uh, um, uh, I guess uh, my next question will be like the events of the of the spell plague. Okay, you actually don't. You don't need to re. Uh, okay. 
Like, like, like any like deep lore they would have about that, I suppose. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Give me. Give me the spell plagues. Uh, it's twenty five. Nice. <laughs> nice. So you you find that the the obvious story is about how spell plague made Shalt an island for a while, and yeah. then the effects kind of receded and became the waters receded as well and became more of a peninsula. Um, you also know that uh, the spell plague resulted in the disappearance of one of the major cities inside the jungle known as Mesro. Uh, a lot of theories think it was just outright destroyed and wiped off the planet by the spell plague because no one's been able to find the ruins for it. It's essentially, you can find ruins of old temples and shrines and buildings inside the jungle. Mm-hmm. And for something as big and as majestic that Mesro was, there's absolutely no sign of it anymore. And that whatever space it occupied has now been grown over by jungle and no one really knows the original location of the city anymore. Mm. The people forgot what it was? Not forgot, it's just there's no evidence of it anymore. Okay. Oh wow, interesting. Like only, only through history. Uh, I'm going to uh, search about the history of the undead on the island. Okay. That's also 25. Oh, <laughs> wow, nice. <laughs> that was the one with the weighted dice. <laughs> the, the wrong now? weight. <laughs> okay, one second. Okay, so what you know about the undead is that over a century ago, and this is from, there's, from a few different sources, uh, very like love stories about dealing with this war and conflict, is that a warlord by the name of Ras Nisi raised an undead army to conquer the city of Mesro. Uh, the army consisted mainly of dead Chultons, raised as zombies, and cannibals transformed into ghouls. Uh, Ras Nisi and his legion were defeated and driven back into the jungle. Uh, and that's essentially uh, the main history behind It's this war that came to power um, that had the ability to raise massive amounts of undead. And then after his defeat uh, outside the city of Mesro, that the army, they estimated around 500,000 uh, undead troops of various types and degrees and abilities. And they have now just spread into the jungle. Okay, so that was like the... Uh... So his army wasn't defeated, he just lost control of it and they wandered away. He was, he was defeated and has not been heard from since. Right. And now they just mill around in the jungle. Yeah. The, actually, one, you actually find uh, references to, to jokes and and, uh, and funny anecdotes that when talking about the natural population of children, that people include the undead as, because there's so many of them that they probably outnumber like various other smaller mm-hmm. races. No, it's like New Zealand. For every person, there's like three sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so And every time a person so... dies, the undead population grows. <laughs> yeah. Oh, people are automatically resurrected here as undead? Uh, no, but like okay. it's it, the zombie. That's how it was before the you know oh, the, yeah. the zombie the curse was happened, and that cycle's been going on for obviously a at few least hundred years. Yeah, at least a hundred years. So, um, uh, can I learn more about like the layers of um, Raznisi? Mm, disadvantage or, with this. Disadvantage. One. Okay. That's still 19. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know my book learning. I just, I just, I just picturing in my mind's eye, Elthra, like, dramatically lit at, like, cool camera angles, flipping furiously yeah. through books, <laughs> cross-referencing yeah. things. 
several like you know wardrobe, wardrobe changes. Yeah, study learning montage. You actually do find reference for a ruin or a city or a temple. You're not you're not quite sure on the location, but you do know its name. It's called Hisari. H i s a r i. Oh, sorry, I said that again. I'm bad at that. So Hisari. H i s a r i. Uh, and this seems to be where he was gathering his forces originally to start creating undead and churning out an army to make a move on Mesro. Mm. Uh, and what you do know is that it is a city that stands in the jungle at the foot of the crown, a fuming volcano that marks the western end of the Sky Lizard Mountains. Mm. Oh my gosh, okay, I want to write that down. <laughs> uh, I'll, say it, I'll say it again for you. Okay, sorry. So it's a ruined city mm-hmm. that stands in the jungle at the foot of the crown. Capital Crown, a fuming volcano that marks the western end of the Sky Lizard Mountains. Uh, was it sorry? Was the the western edge of the Sky Lizard Mountains? Sorry. Yes. So that was seems that seems to be any kind of city reference you find for him. That seems to be like where he started gathering his forces. Oh, interesting. Uh, this is sweet. Um, yeah, that was number four. Sweet, one more. Okay. Know about the undead. <laughs> know about Raz. Raz the thing Raz is, you Nisi. need to know what you don't know to know what you need to know. Yeah, so know about what you don't know. And uh, know what Raz Nisi is spelled R-A-S space N-S-I. Oh, okay, N-S-I. Um, Where could the death curse possibly be right now? <laughs> well, that's um, likely places in the jungle where a death curse would be. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's kind of the academic field. I guess I'm just trying to learn right now. I'm to learn everything I could can about Resnisi before references to him as a lich, like his regular life. His yes. Okay. Yes, uh, but made with disadvantage. Again, that's fair. Uh, it's 15. 15, one second. Hot dice. Yeah, so yeah. I, I rolled a 10 and a 13 there. <laughs> I've only rolled two things like over 10. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I rolled back to back 20s at one point. <laughs> this character is just hot. It's, yeah, it, it's, it's been pretty great at work for your character because it kind of makes sense why you have debt. <laughs> <laughs> like, I try, alright? <laughs> you try! I've got expensive <laughs> tastes. <laughs> You actually find uh, in a book about the history of Uteo, you actually find a footnote, just something written in the, the side uh, the side margins mm-hmm. that seems to go all the way around the Very page, of, the oh, page of the book. Um, you learn that the word Ras is a noble title akin to Duke. Duke Nisi. And that Ras Nisi was once a Chultan paladin chosen of Uteo. Oh my god. Oh. Well, interesting. I'm not writing any of this down because I'm not there. Yeah. So. Uh, you also think he was the sworn protector of Mesro. Interesting. And that's all you get. Yeah, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> I, have this, I have this. I have this like vision in my head. I was like, I'm there, but like, you know, kind of leafing through stuff, and like he, he, you know, and she pipes up every now and again. It's like, oh, that's this is interesting, and I'm just there, like, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. He was a fallen paladin. That's that's really cool. That's, You're a paladin. I know. 
Yeah, I'm 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 going through this right now. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's actually leafing through a book on leaps. <laughs> yep. Green, more green. Oh, dark green. Emerald green. Nice. <laughs> Speaking of leaves, that's the furball thing. Yeah, so I'm down in the uh, with the plants. Yeah, plants. Yeah, Give gotta avoid some security plants. A nature check. <laughs> nature check. Okay, nature check. Eleven. Yes. Uh, so you can find yourself. Um, you see various types. The the plants here look very hostile. You've, it's very few mm. times in your life you've walked into a place like, oh, these plants see me as a food source. And it's only it's, I respect their courage. Carnivorous plants. You kind of get this feeling that it's a long game that either we eat you now or you decompose in the soil and we'll eat you then. Mm. Type of thing. It's true. We all return eventually to nature, <laughs> by one way or another. You see something that's called a triflower frond by the mm. little nameplate at the bottom of it, and it seems to be uh, a does big. It, have three it does have three flowers. <laughs> it seems to be a big, thick stalk, uh, and a red bloom, a green bloom, and a yellow bloom kind of like puff out. From, or sorry, a uh, red, yellow, and orange bloom puff out from the uh, the center of it. Okay. Do you wish to get closer to it? Well, I should. <laughs> Keep my distance somewhat, right? Okay. Mm, but like, uh, <laughs> can I look at it and see if it has uh, ways of of attacking me? Uh, how far away do you want to be from it? Oh, how far away am I right now? Uh, we'll say you're in the middle garden, see about twenty feet away. You just you can just like identify mm. it. And... I will go within ten feet of it and see what I can see from there. <laughs> you fool! Give me. A so within the arms reach for you, right? Mm. Not quite. No. no, no, no. I'm I'm normal size for that kind of stuff. <laughs> Okay. His wingspan isn't five feet. Oh, that was good. 23. 23? Yeah, you can see it looks like um, a lot of the fronds are kind of like puffed and bulged out, and it looks like they may spray something into the air mm. if you get too close. Also, give me a wisdom save. Oh, okay, I'm good at these. 20. Yeah, you feel kind of like this very sweet and seductive smell. It's kind of drawing you off to the side, and you can actually see... Uh, this one big giant green leaf that kind of has like this like slick appearance to it and it just it smells like honey and sugar and um, freshly baked bread as you just kind of like want to feel yourself you can feel yourself leaning that way but you kind of hold yourself back and go like mm, mm. maybe maybe not it is a beautiful plant beautiful killer plant yep so you I will keep my distance You've encountered a man trap. Man trap. And a triflower frond. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, you're far away enough from the, the characteristic tr- smell is sweet. Yeah. I should warn the others. Uh, and you do notice that uh, the the man trap actually you can see about a long vine about ten to fifteen feet just kind of like slowly snaking through the grass trying to distract you with the smell as mm. it kind of like reaches its limit and then just kind of like recedes back realizing you're not close enough to. Ah, clever plant. <laughs> Our forests are tame in comparison. It might as well you can garner off a... Okay, so I have a man trap which has like a tendril and sweet smells. Mm-hmm. And the triflower fronds look like it sprays something at you. Yeah, okay, and that's three flowers. Mmm, sprays poison. I assume it's poison. You can get Could closer and find out if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Oh, I don't have it prepared. I could do uh, detect poison. Oh well. Um, okay, so uh, 
That's interesting. So I will just uh, watch the uh, plants try and eat me from just far outside of the reach. All right. Uh, so you guys spend well a good five hours just going through the library. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aletha, you are, have um, your information. Uh, Mercy, is there anything we want to look up? Um, you know what? Yeah, just uh, I would again just kind of maybe leaf through like the you know customs and stuff over the years mm-hmm. of uh, of this area and just see you know kind of uh, and kind of absorb that. Okay, so. give me an investigation check. Yeah, all right. Oh no! That is only a three. Oh jeez! <laughs> yeah, it's you're kind of overwhelmed by the amount of selection you have. I'm finding a lot of stuff too. That you just can't, uh, you can't really nail down. It's like, oh, that seems kind of good, but not exactly what I want. <laughs> Go to the next one, like, eh, this is sort of skinny on the edge of what I need, but not exactly what I want. And you just kind of like yeah. spend the rest of your time as a. Uh, Actually, I, I periodically like get up to bug Aethra to say, like, hey, which book should I be reading? Which one would does you it, say? Does this one look good? <laughs> does yeah, one look good? All books look good. <laughs> no, but, I, <laughs> but, but I, I'm not going to read both. I need you to. I need you to tell me which one to read. Which which one? Like this one seems to have this, this, and this, but this one the content is longer. I always like the bigger book. <laughs> I'm not gonna take a little bigger book. <laughs> <laughs> All this right, one, this one has pictures. <laughs> uh, Durand, uh, what are you up to in this research time? Uh, I'm just trying to find uh, places to run a con. I'm looking for any uh, particular marks. Um, one of the things I guess I'd be on the lookout for would be like. Uh, anything trendy and fragile okay. that people seem to be like carrying around or so or wearing on them. Give me a choice of what you want to go to: Old City, Molar's Throat, or Tiriyaki Anchorage. Well, I've already checked out um, kind of the the market ward, so I want to see more where the money is. So I want to head up to the merchant's, merchant's ward. ward. Yeah. yeah, this is the housing is much nicer. the The security is a lot more present. They're not as subtle as in like the the market bazaar. Give me a perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen? Yeah, the guards seem to be very deliberate at every street corner. And that they there is a present here that if you try and mess with something, you will feel the consequences of it. Okay. What about in terms of like shops and restaurants? Like what kind of things are available? Merchants Ward. Let me bring you over. Thank you for doing so. There's a lot of um, religious iconography in here as well. Uh, as the sun begins to go down, you notice the merchants are slowly starting to, to wind things down. So you've been to Golden Throne where you met with the uh, merchant mm-hmm. princes. You see the walled off area of Merchant's Prince Villas, um, where it's just kind of its own little independent compound, which is the number five. Right. Yeah, so four is the Golden Throne, five is the Merchant's Villa. And that's just, it's kind of its own city within the city with the sides. There's seven houses of it, but it's within, like, it's it's its, its own thing that you need to... Right, it's its own little kind of walled area. Yeah, you got to pass security clearance to get through it. Uh, the Grand Sook you've been for, been by before, that's the main market. Can I tell what number seven is in the middle of that district, though? Yep, that is the te- is a temple for uh, religious ceremonies. Give me a religion check. <laughs> I doubt I have anything in religion. I've got a zero. So I got three. Yeah, you're not... <laughs> Essentially, you can see the symbol is like an eyeball, but you can't tell what it is. But there's a lot of people, priests and acolytes and robes, uh, doing prayers and, and whatnot on the inside. So the implication here is that the seven merchant princes all live basically in a circle around this main temple. Uh, so it must be important. 
Yes. Must be the primary uh, god here. I'm picking up on that. Okay, good to know. Uh, if you get, When you come around the corner to number nine, where'd that sapper go? Oh, right. Out on the, it's almost like a lighthouse. Oh, that's the, yeah, there's like a big bridge across the water out yeah. to it. Uh, give me another religious uh, religion check. <laughs> okay. Big old ten. Yeah, unfortunately, they don't. They the guards at the at the foot of the bridge actually don't let you get any uh, any closer to it. Um, but uh, you you assume it's another religious temple used for possibly some type of like light worship or sun worship or like sky worship. Excuse me, my good men. Uh, what is that place over there? Oh, uh, this is the temple of Soon. Oh, um, you'll have to forgive me. I'm new to Chult. Who's Soon? Uh, it's Chalta is a very weird place when it comes to religions. There's a lot of factions and and religions that have come through here in the time, so they're kind of remnants of of an older time. Uh, but this is uh essentially it's you know it, it's a it's a sun worshiper type of thing. It's a lot of the history has been forgotten, a lot of the ceremony's been forgotten. But so it isn't being used anymore. Well, it's it's a nice touristy type of building right now that we try and keep. Uh, Making it look good and keep it make the city look nice. Why are you guarding it, and why won't you let me across the bridge if it's such a touristy place? Well, because the, the it's closed. The hours are. Oh, I totally lost track of time. It's my first time in your beautiful city, and I I just lost myself in it. It's gorgeous. The smells, the sights, the, the fabrics. What a wonderful place. Oh, it's totally understandable, sir. Now, where would be the finest cuisine? You would say. Uh, I'm somewhat known in the Sword Coast as a, uh, a food and art critic, and I'm looking to uh, write a treatise about the, uh, the, the cuisine and the, the, uh, the fantastic places here in Chult. Well, that, you, would, you wouldn't think it, but this is, this is why you talk to the locals, is that the Jewel Market has the best restaurants. Really? I wouldn't have thought that. Well, it's, you know, that's where all the jewels' uh, money changes hands, so... Jewelers it, like to eat, am I right? Every, everyone, I like to eat. Like this guy, like this guy, this guy loves to eat. Like eh, I don't like to eat that much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is, if you want the finest cuisine, in my opinion, jewel, jewels, the jewel market will have what you need. Thank you, my good man. Uh, they do have a dress code, though, so you may want to kind of up your game a little bit. Ah, yes. That brings me to my second question: Where are the the finest tailors here in town? That would be the Grand Soup, or the Grand, uh, yeah, the Grand Soup, the, the main the main market bazaar there. They'll deal with both of your high-end luxury items and, and stuff like that. Excellent. Thank you so much for your time. No problem. As you get to... Uh, um, actually, I'll, uh, I'll tip him a gold piece. Oh, okay. It's like, oh. And uh, shake his hand. Mm -hmm. And if he has a... Does he have a bracelet or a ring or anything? He has uh, a guard signet ring on him. Okay, I'm not going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> but I am, I'm going to give him a gold. Oh, uh, yeah. So not going to take the... Uh, the signet no, I'm ring. not going to take uh, his sign of office. No, I was thinking more decorative jewelry. <laughs> uh, but I will tip him and thank him for the information. All right. Uh, so I'll fast forward you guys to about... One o'clock midnightish time, or no? So five hours at ten is going to put you at three. Three. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, so everything's pretty much closed. Uh, as you actually, uh, uh, Durand is actually coming out towards the uh, Jodal's uh, uh, villa as you see uh, Fenquin, uh, Althea, and uh, Mercy come walking out. Well, that was great. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much stuff. <laughs> you know, I encountered several deadly plants. Is that nice? I don't know. I will tell you how to avoid them so they don't eat you. Well, that's practical. Because, believe me, they would love to eat you. <laughs> I do believe you. That's good information to have. 
I never lie about this sort of thing. <laughs> uh, well, I don't know about you, but I am exhausted. Shall we go to sleep and regroup in the morning? Oh, God, yes. All right. Uh, don't forget, the next day is dinosaur races for those that are interested. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, yeah, you guys head back to the Thundering Lizard. Uh, it's hard to get a good night's sleep because it sounds like there's a party going on downstairs. Why would they put us here? This is unacceptable. It's, uh, you hear drinking. I'm going to go check out the party. Yeah, it's, there. you still can't see a band, but there's definitely music happening, and it is very much like a college bar on a Thursday night where drinks are being thrown (laughs) in the air, the saw and sand, the, the sawdust and sand are being used uh, for various bodily fluids coming out uh, onto the ground. Uh, as you can see, uh, the message board is actually being cleaned away, uh, various through, either through um, through a scrap or someone just pulling stuff down, or just they just keep it clear during when the night gets when the night gets busy. But it appears to be a party in full effect, as it seems to be adventurers coming in and out of the jungle and, and whatnot, sharing their tales or gearing themselves up to uh, to head off into the into the the green unknown. The floor actually just kind of vibrates a little bit. Yeah, tossing and turning, trying to sleep. I'm going to go down and join the party. Yeah, it is. It is raucous. Uh, Drinks are flying. The tej casks are open, and you can smell that sweet honey amber ale just kind of like flowing out. And makes the counters anything that has a surface on it is just sticky by nature. As you see people uh, just celebrating or just psyching themselves up to to get going. I'm going to start uh, like just listening in on conversations and uh, talking to a couple of people, asking who the favorite to win in the dinosaur races is. Oh, okay. Uh, so give me a perception check. Nine. Nine. Uh, you hear a lot of rumblings going on that last week the big winners were uh, Jungle Princess and Banana Candy. Whoa, let me get that down. There's actually three races in the day. There's a bipedal, a quadruped, and then a free-for-all where everyone goes at the same time. Jungle Princess and Banana Candy? Yep. With the big winners last time. Actually, it was uh, Jungle Princess won two of the races, and Banana Candy won their own. Okay, so, and what are, what are the races? Bipedal? Bipedal, quadruped, and free-for-all. And free-for-all. free-for-all happens at the end of the day. Bipeds are first, quadrupeds are second. Would you say in general the bipeds or the quadrupeds are faster? Like who has the edge in the in the free for all? Yeah, uh, give me another investigation check. Okay. Of nature. <laughs> Not in way. Persuasion, possibly. Hold <laughs> the one. Is he listening for this information or is he active? You hear, I'm interacting with people. Yeah, you, I'm, I'm listening. Start, I'm like asking questions. You start up a conversation. Someone just looks at. It, Are you talking to me? Because I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just so excited about that. This is my first dinosaur race. Well, then go go watch the races. They get I want to learn from the experts. I want to know what to expect. Just bet on whoever's got the whoever has the highest number for odds, bet on that person. And who gives the odds? Uh the, the racing guild will the, the betting guild will give you. And where do they open? At what time tomorrow? They're they're they'll be open at sunrise. The kiosks will be are probably being set up right now. So just they're they'll be all over the city. Cool. Wow, this is such an exciting place. I really like this port. Yeah, it's it's actually really rad. It's, I, I've been here for a couple of weeks now, so... Uh, it's, oh, really? Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm actually from Waterdeep myself. Ah, Waterdeep, eh? Mm-hmm. PGU. Uh, oh, well, 
I have to go, <laughs> and just walks away. <laughs> it's gonna be that way, huh? All right. You, you kind of get the impression that people from Baldur's Gate aren't exactly appreciated <laughs> in Portney and Zarug. We're the best. Clearly not. <laughs> All right. Does, does anyone else want to do any uh, late night extracurriculars? Um, no, just trying to sleep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys. You guys wake in the morning. It was not an easy sleep at all. It's mm. one of those like the nar- the neighbors are partying too loud type of deals. Uh, you wake up, uh, just essentially like a. a I'm, I'm out at the crack of dawn, heading to the betting. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I, team meeting. <laughs> like before these guys wake up. <laughs> uh, give me a stealth check. Yeah. That I'm not too bad at. But I rolled a five. So what do we get? Nine. What's everyone's passive perception? Thirteen. Cool. Uh, Fifteen. It would be just ten. <laughs> yeah, everyone... everyone you, you <laughs> not kinda, so stealthily. You kind of kick the side of the bed on the way. Like, Tunk. Ah, damn it. a very sophisticated thief. I'm, just, I'm not stealing. I don't steal. Okay? I do not that is that. beneath me. All right? I am off to make a bet on the dinosaur races, and I'll be right back. Well, don't you want to find out where we're going to go next? Not really! <laughs> uh, I guess learning about the dinosaur races would be good for my research. I have some suggestions. Number one, do not lend him money. Oh! <laughs> he has a problem with gambling. <laughs> that is the end of my advice. Oh yeah, I'm not betting. That's... that's Chance and random sense. I'm not. That's not. That's not a Is anyone here good at riding? Perhaps I could speak with a dinosaur, and I could ride it. I, I don't. I don't think you would like it, though. So perhaps not. N- yeah, I think you're pretty big. I mean, you want jockeys tend to be small. I could ask the dinosaurs who they think will win the race. They would know better than any person would. That's interesting. Perhaps they will know, and then we can use the money to buy them and free them. <laughs> Yeah? Great. <laughs> I kind of wish I'd stick around for that. <laughs> uh, as you can come down, you can see that the, uh, the attendants are kind of sweeping out the sand and sawdust from the previous night and have uh, sacks of fresh sand and sawdust for the next day. They're just being to pour it down. You definitely wow. see some, some teeth, some bits of skin on the floor. Senseless waste of tree flesh. What? Why did they set us up here? There are many questions we will have to ask when we return. This is but one. <laughs> I don't like it very much. Uh, do you want to catch up to, to Durand outside? or? Mm. Yeah? yeah? Yeah. So you can see Durand almost kind of like a kid on Christmas morning. Like, oh, there they are. They're just kind of like uh, trotting over to him. Uh, the lineups are just starting up. You can see the, the, the slots have opened up and the, kind of like these temporary kiosks have been set up at uh, various points along the street. You see people already putting down chalk marking for odds and names mm. and the various different races and stuff like that. I'm looking for Jungle Princess. Uh, Jungle Princess. Wait, Durand, would you not want to hear what the dinosaurs have to say about the race before we bet? Oh, you guys are coming? You're here too? Oh, great. Uh, yes, we're here to rescue the dinosaurs. I'm going to speak with them and discover who the winner will be. I'm here for my research. <laughs> I'm not down with that first part, but I like the sound of that second part. Yes. How would you go about finding out from them who the winner would be? I would ask them. What would you do? I mean, usually you'd go behind the scenes and threaten the jockey or, you know, possibly their family and try to rig things that way, but I like your idea better. That sounds underhanded. Everyone give me a perception check. 21. 17. 7. 7. Mm-hmm. 6. Uh, 
Althea and uh, and Franklin, you do notice that the proximity of this conversation to the betting kiosk is probably a little closer than you like. <laughs> Come, we should speak about this elsewhere. Oh, right. Let's do that. Yes. Come to the where do they where are the dragons stored? I would like to view the dragons. I ask the betting kiosk person. Uh, he says the the dragons. He means the dinosaurs. Oh, oh. For the, the racing dragons, where are they? I. I am on a different page from that person. Who, what is he talking about? Uh, you know, we're really not sure most of the time. He's a furbolg, I think. He's huge. Um, I am a furbolg. Quite big. My and name is Fenkin. You, it's usually it's best just to answer his questions. If he doesn't get his answers, he tends to oh, get well, a little rowdy. He's asking dinosaurs and dragons. I don't. He's our he means dinosaurs. The he means, racing he means animals. The racing animals. Oh, okay. The slaves he's, that are driven through the no, streets in he, a panic. He's, he's got a slave. soft spot for animals. He just kind of wants to see their <laughs> majesty. Slavery's forbidden here, so there's no slaves. See, they're not slaves. <coughs> I think perhaps we will differ on that point. Yeah, Tell okay. me which way to find the racing. He also thinks the racing slaves, so Jeez. you know he's got oh, okay. kind of okay, a weird well, thing. The the racing dinosaurs are going to be uh, quartered or paddocked down near the docks where the start finish line is. So you can probably check. You can give them an inspection. Will there be a, a betting place there? Maybe yes, place bets near the start finish be, line. There will be betting kiosks all over the city. Good. And we have no need of you further. That is to the pet the dinosaurs. Is there a way not to make that happen? Not, not before the race. After the race. I would never be so rude as to pet an animal without asking first. Okay, I'm I, just thinking of you, big guy. Just keep. I, I take keeping away from the T Rexes. Is what I'd say. You may startle them. You may spook them. And you don't want to spook a T Rex. I do not believe I will startle them. I believe they will find me to be very polite. <laughs> More um, so than you, sir. Uh, all right. Good, good luck on you on the races today. You you freak me out, Gigantor. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so you head on down to the docks um, closer to the the nineteen area, and you can see definitely see some temporary paddocks uh, set up where you see di- various dinosaurs of different types um, all getting there. They're all being pre-painted for their uh, for their races. Look the how they mark them. What a disgrace. Oh, I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, you get some various reds and yellows and blues and racing stripes. Uh, as before, uh, Jungle Princess and Banana Candy have were the. Uh, you see, they have the previous Winter Circle reefs. Uh, ooh, ooh. Mm. Talk to the two of them first. See who they think is going to win today. Okay, I will do that. So I cast uh, Speak with Animals. I'll cast it as a ritual, Speak with Animals. Okay. So he sits down for 10 minutes. He's like, dur, dur, dur. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I channel my dru- druidic energy. And you hear, like, gradually my throat's like, going, oh, 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 oh. Wow, that is quite disturbing. So who do you, who do you want to talk to first? Uh, so who are my... There's the ones with the wreaths? Uh, Banana Candy has one wreath. Jungle Princess has two wreaths. Mm. Uh, Banana Candy is a hadrosaur, so it's... It's a. It can be a quadruped and a biped, and it's just kind of like a kind of like a hadrosaur. Yeah. It's like, they have like the the flutes on their heads. That's a parasolopsis, similar, but they just don't have the flutes on it. No horns. horns. So uh, um, and Jungle Princess is a Dionychus, which is like just think of a large Velociraptor. Velociraptor is actually the size of a dog. They are they more, close enough? I can talk to them both at the same time. Not the same time. Okay, so I'll go to uh, Banana Candy first. Yeah. Just seems to be chewing on some on some vegetation and whatnot. Hello, majestic beast. You see, kind of like blink. It's like big, kind of brown cow eyes at you. It's like, oh, hello. I see you have been given the name Banana Candy, which is far beneath an animal of your stature. <laughs> but bananas are candy. <laughs> oh, if you enjoy the name, then I will refer to you as Banana Candy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Where are my testicles? Sir? I see you have a wreath here. This is an excellent wreath. Yes, I I won my race last week. Congratulations. 
How do you feel you will do in the race today? I I feel good. Last week there was cheating going on though, so I, I do not know who uh, mm. who would win. There may be more cheaters in the crowd. Jungle Princess had a hard time trying to finish cross the finish line. Mm. Do you enjoy your races, or would you rather be free? I enjoy running, running and eating bananas. In the races, though, in this pen, would you not rather be free? I I get to run any time I want in the races. Oh, okay then. We don't understand either side. No, of this conversation. you're just kind of like looking back and forth between like. Have you seen? Do you, really think, do you think they're really having a conversation? Have totally. you seen any signs of cheating? So not in my race, but Jungle Princess has has been cheated upon. Ah, many people cheat against her. Yes, she's very fast. Mm, she is a fast. I am sure you are fast too, though. I am fast as well. Good. I, if I get promises of banana at the end, I am very fast. Then I wish you many bananas in your race, and I will leave you to prepare. You actually actually see Banana Candy kind of give like a slight bow to, to Fenquin. <laughs> and I do a like a dinosaur bow back. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did it say? What did it say? It said the Jungle Princess is very fast. There is often cheating against Jungle Princess. He is not really? planning to cheat. Also, he enjoys the races, so I no longer wish to free him. Can you ask him... Uh, what form the cheating takes? Like, maybe we can stop it from happening. Ah, yes. Sorry, Mr. Banana Candy, I am sorry to disturb you once more. My compatriot would like to know, how do people cheat? What is the manner of cheating that you have seen? Uh, you see, Banana Candy, I, I do not know. It did not happen. In the, it, I did not see it happen. Oh, mm. you did not see it happen. Mm. I just, Jungle Princess told me later on that it happened. Ah, perhaps I will ask Jungle Princess then. Thank you. All right. Jungle Princess may know. He has no information for us. Ah. Let us to Jungle Princess. Okay, good idea. Yeah, Jungle Princess actually has a lot of people uh, around it at this point because mm. it's a previous two-time winner. The two reads are at it. You can see quite a few people are... You actually notice that she's actually been uh, muzzled because she is a, uh, a carnivore. Ah, Jungle Princess. Can you hear me? Please nod if so. You see Jungle Princess like look at you and nod. Mm. I am sorry for your imprisonment in that muzzle. I feel it is far beneath the beast of your stature to have such a thing. <laughs> um, I understand that you have been cheated on in previous races. Mm. Mm. I wish I could help you. I will try and find a way to prevent such cheating and allow you to run free. Do you enjoy the racing? Not, perhaps if you could nod if you do enjoy the racing. <laughs> shake your head sideways if you do not. You see it actually nod in agreement that it... Oh, you do enjoy the races then. I was going to free you because I thought you did not. But if you prefer to be here, then I will not disturb you. You see it nod its head uh, and mm. then just kind of like stamp its feet down. Do you also race for bananas, as Banana Candy does? <laughs> I'm afraid we have to say the yes or no questions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you will win the race today? Uh, you see Jungle Princess kind of like take it back to trying to think about the reply and just kind of like... As best as you can see, uh, a Dionychus do like a shoulder shrug based on mm. previous experiences of yeah. last week. Do not know. Have you seen evidence of cheating this week? Oh, you see it. See your shake around quite emphatically. Against yourself? And again, quite emphatically. Mm. Is it someone involved in the racing guild who is cheating? And shakes her, shakes her head. Mm. Uh, mm. They say, she says there is to be cheating. 
and that she has seen it against herself. What, what kind of cheating? Like, did they try to trip her? Like, what do they do? Mm, is it some sort of physical cheating? You see her shake her head. Is now. it magical cheating? Uh, and she slowly nods her head. Is magical cheating? Okay, well, that could take any form. Like, what, what happened? Was she slowed down? We have only yes or no questions. Were you slowed down? <laughs> <laughs> you actually see her shake her uh, like a, a slow nod. Yes. yes. Was it near the start of the race? Uh, she said shakes her head now. No, she was slowed down, not near the start of the race. Perhaps hey, near the end. Here's a thought. Um, do the dinosaurs have riders? Do the dinosaurs have riders? Yeah, it's, yeah they have jockeys on them. Yes. Uh, maybe we should talk to her jockey. Hmm. Perhaps her jockey is in on it. We might signal something. Right. Better to keep this between us and Jungle Princess. <laughs> Wait. I have the ability to disguise myself. Perhaps I could disguise myself as a member of the racing guild and then pretend to be in on the conspiracy and extract information. You're more likely to disguise yourself as one of the dinosaurs. I don't know if you know this, but you're like about 12 feet tall. <laughs> I have the ability to make myself up to three feet shorter or taller, so I may appear as a normal-sized human being. Is that a spell you have? Yes. What is it? Disguise self. <laughs> so that's, that's, that's an illusion, though. Uh, yeah. yes. Yeah. So, like, if you make yourself look like three feet short, if someone runs their hand over your head, they'll, like, bump into something solid. Mm. It is risky, though. It is only an illusion, and anyone who touches me will discover my true self. Hmm. Well, maybe we should just observe the races today and see if we can spot what kind of cheating is going on, and mm. then figure out how to make it work for us. Are there further races? You mean report well, to the authorities? Uh, sure. You know, you could do that, too. <laughs> Are there, uh, further races? Yeah, yeah, you know there's three races. There's three days? No, and, just all one day. And Jungle Princess runs all of them? How often are the races? races right? uh, the way, races happen every week. Once a week. Mm. Okay. Jungle Princess, thank you for sharing the information with me. I am sorry again about your muzzle. And I wish you best of luck. We will do what we can to allow your true speed to be seen by the crowds. Yeah, you see her kind of like stamp her feet excitedly at the thought of the races and, and running again. I think we should bet on Banana Princess. <laughs> Whoa. Mercy, you're, you're lucky that she cannot understand your words. <laughs> she would chew through that muzzle and rip at your throat for suggesting such a thing. I'm just here for the sport of the races and to, yeah. to do some research here. Not bad. So, going by the opinions of the dinosaurs themselves, they both think that they're going to win, or they just uh, they just want to race. Jungle Princess felt like she was not sure who would win, but I think only because the cheating has been taking place. Mm. Banana Princess felt like Jungle Princess. Banana, Banana Candy. Candy felt like Jungle Princess was much faster. Jungle Princess, yeah. Well, I say we should put some money on uh, Jungle Princess then and keep an eye out for what kind of cheating is going on. Perhaps in the first race we should not put money and we should bet on Banana Candy since we expect Jungle Princess to be cheated upon. And then we will observe the cheating, collect our winnings, and then... Cheat further. <laughs> Wait, what? Are, are you suggesting that we get in on this cheating? I think we should cheat the cheaters. We should undo their uh, cheating. Well, this and is kind of against the, the rules, guys. I don't know if I feel good about this. I like the idea of cheating cheaters, though. Yes, that's true. I'm not supposed to make waves. Did you come to be an adventurer, or did you come to wet your pants? Turan <laughs> <laughs> uh, goes over like, tries to give Fenko a high five. Your, I, your I, hand I is like strangely at her. <laughs> I just what hold is up this? Hand, like, are you striking me? No, you're supposed to. If you are strike me, then strike me. Like like that. It's oh, like, congratulatory. <laughs> so I helped I slapped myself and then so did Fenquin. Close enough. We'll work on it. A strange greeting, but I appreciate the sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, yeah, you guys can get uh, get your bets in before all the races start up. Hmm. I do not wish to gamble greatly. What are the odds? Uh, so you look up for so for the biped race, mm-hmm. you've got the racers are Big Honker, uh, Banana Candy, Bone Cruncher, Scarback, Nasty Boy, and Jungle Princess. Hmm. And what are their odds? So Big Honker has seven to one odds. Mm-hmm. Banana Candy has three to one odds. Uh, Bone Cruncher has two to one odds. Uh, Scarback has one to two odds. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nasty Boy has one to three odds, and Jungle Princess has one to five. So the favorite is Bone Cruncher. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I should have asked Jungle Princess to signal when she is being cheated on. <laughs> maybe that's a maybe that's for next time. I'm like I could put twenty on Jungle Princess to win. Three to one odds. I think that's ill advised considering the cheating. Jungle Princess is one to five. Oh, so uh, if you bet five gold, you only get one back. Right, banana candy. Oh, because um, it sounds like like one to two odds is pretty even. That's pretty close to even. Yeah, it's pretty close to even. But like a heavily favored would be one to five. Yeah. yeah. From what I understand about odds. Yeah. Oh. Two to one means that they're like unlikely to win. Well, so two to one is still pretty good, actually. Every two to one is pretty good. Favorite. Yeah, two yeah. to one yeah. is, is a pretty... 20 to one would be crazy. It's a long shot. Yeah, like yeah. 100 to one would be... Would be right. I so. will withhold my bet until I've seen this race. Perhaps the cheating is too great for us. I want to get my feet wet. So I'm going to put... Uh, what is there a minimum bet? Uh, minimum bet is... One copper piece. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> a copper piece. These rooms. Okay. Uh, That's the minimum. The maximum is 500 gold pieces. Whoa, okay. So there's a lot of leeway in here. So really, it's an entertainment for all social Yeah, products. and it seems the city has come out en masse for this as well. Actually, everyone give me a perception check. Five. You're retired. Four. Jesus Christ. 23. 23. Four. Uh, Alethea? Oh, actually, actually uh, so 21. 21. Alpha. Uh, Alpha, you can see security is heavy guard posts that we usually expect to have one guard there have three of them in I'm mm. like overlooking the streets uh jeez uh, you guys might want to talk a little bit less about cheating it's just guards everywhere. we're just simply speculating about what could be or could not be happening as newcomers to this town we have no idea how honest these races are perhaps we should station ourselves so we can see the entirety of the course and then regroup after the first race to con- see our evidence of cheating. Well, wouldn't it be smarter for us to each take up a place 25% along the route, and then we can look for each quarter what might be happening? Yes. Well, we know the cheating is not at the start of the race. The, oh, we know this, that? The, the finish line is actually a start-finish line. Ah, so it could be there. It loops around. Yeah. yeah. So essentially, take, take a look at the market ward and see those two um, kind of like central circular things. It does a figure eight around. Oh, okay. okay. And the market ward... So it kind of does like a figure eight. That's so cool. it starts by the docks and then goes... Oh, I see. Like that. So around the Coliseum and then like through the middle and then around the... This was the, the gold hall? Yeah. Are there high places where we can stay in far above? Oh, yeah. You can get on top of a building. You can get on... There's actually like um, uh, bridges that, or uh, awnings that connect to buildings together. Oh, great. Or archways and stuff like that. So there's there's a ton of spots and there's a lot of people already kind of like moving into spots to get ready for the races. Okay, I'm going to put 10 gold on Jungle Princess and another 10 gold on Banana Candy. 10 gold on Jungle Princess and 
Banana Candy's not racing in the... Oh, yeah, she is racing in the first race because she can do both. Oh, who's racing in the first race? Uh, I said Big Honker, Banana Candy, Bone Cruncher, Scarback, Nasty Boy. So this is the free-for-all? No, this is the bipedal. Oh, okay. So they're both 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 bipedal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to put... uh, I'm going to put 10 gold on Banana Candy to win at 3-1. to Okay. Can we do win, place, or show? Yes, you actually can. I too will oh participate in the gambling then. Oh Tell gosh. me about this. How does that work? <laughs> I will spend two gold. So write down write down your bets of what you're doing. So win is coming first, place is coming second, show is coming third. Yeah. So I will so you have to pay. But, but if you but show on, you, you, show you get, get paid pay back on less, but you get paid on all three, I believe. Yeah. yeah. If you show you get so first place you you either place first, second, or third, and you yeah. get a much lower payout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can yeah, you can bet for top three, top two, or top one. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'm gonna bet that they both ended up in the top two. Okay. I should have spoken with the other dinosaurs. Now that I think about it, Franklin, <laughs> well, <laughs> we're gonna have time to interview Is all of them before late? next week's race. <laughs> no, you got to think about this long term. We're gonna be here for a while. I think you're gonna make friends with all these dinosaurs. It's true. We I need have to a get. Good we need to animals. get all the gossip and inside dirt on what's going on. Okay then, but I will bet on Banana Candy to win this race for one gold piece. So I'm betting on them to place. Wow, is that too much? Is that is that what this is the situation? Okay. I am by nature a conservative person, and I have <laughs> very little gold. So this is merely a gesture of support for my friend Banana Candy. I hope I end up having to pay for this guide all by myself. <laughs> I hope this is fun. Uh, are you guys ready for the first race? Oh yeah. So you see all the bipedals. You actually see Banana Candy's kind of like arched up and she's being forced on her on her two back legs. As you hear, it's like, all right, on your marks. You hear like a, like a kind of an orator with like a big, a big horn say, and just for those in the audience, do not interfere with the races. Are we Thanks, first group. Are we all spread out, right? We spread out to see the whole track? Uh, I'll, I'll say at the, be- at the beginning... Start finish line? Start finish line. I don't, I don't really care about this plan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will observe sort of the uh, back side here. And then I can, I'll be in the middle so I can see down that stretch and I can see these back sides. Which way does the start finish go? Uh, it goes uh, eastwards and then around. Or sorry, so, westwards and around. So it starts at like night. Is that bridge to the start finish? It? Uh, it's the little circle pool where you see like down by the docks. Down by the docks. Circle pool 22 there? Uh, no. 22. No, no, no. Uh, closer and closer and towards, uh, just... Oh, circle pool. Okay. Yeah. And it goes eastwards and then... Oh, sorry, it goes, it goes westwards, so, like, back towards the left side of the page. Okay. So, like, 22, 23, <laughs> 18, 19, then around. Okay, so I will go at the... Where the finish is? So I'll be at this little group where the thunder, like, where 18 is. Where 18 is? I'll okay. be on top of that little group of buildings, so I can see down both sides and down the middle there. Okay. And I'm watching carefully... For any signs of cheating. Done. Anyone else? Yeah, I'm going to take up a post. Uh, if I can actually climb on top of the Gladiators Arena. Sure. Could I do that? Uh, yeah, give me uh, athletics check. I have a training in athletics, believe it or not. I'm not strong, but I'm wiry. Mm. <laughs> actually, yeah, my proficiency, because I'm trained in it, takes it from a minus two to a zero. I got a nine. Uh, you're having trouble finding a, a find, it seems to be like a very smooth Colosseum wall uh, and it looks like all the kiosk and vendors that were there that may give you a leg up have actually gone down to street level for all the selling during race day so you actually can't find a managed way to get yourself up onto the Colosseum top alright I find like the tallest wall around that has a view of the race yeah. and I, I perch on that easy enough 
All right, you hear the horns go off and the dinosaurs peel off. Uh, you see Jungle Princess and Banana Candy just begin to run like the Dickens. Yeah! Uh, they're actually outpacing the T-Rexes who look kind of old and weary and just kind of like kind of like huffing on breath. Uh, mm. all, the, all the carnivores are actually muzzled so you can actually see like spit and, and heavy condensation come pouring out of their mouths. They are warm-blooded. <laughs> uh, and you see them pull around the first loop and it's very clear this is going to be a jungle princess banana candy type of race yes, as they so uh, begin to leave them in behind. As they come around the second loop, it looks like Banana Candy is having some trouble running on the two legs. and looks, look, looks like she wants to put her front legs down, uh, but is doing dutiful. But it looks like in that process, uh, Jungle Princess is just peeling away more so. Mm -hmm. I'm keeping a sharp eye out for any kind of cheating or influence. Mm -hmm. yeah. everyone, everyone who wants to do that, give me a perception check. 16. 16? Oh, uh, oh uh, what kind of check is this? Perception. perception. Oh, 20. <laughs> nice. 21. Damn it, I didn't take... I don't have detect magic. <laughs> Ooh, uh, so perception, 14. Yeah, so everyone except for Fenquin, you can see that everyone is being, the, the guards in the racing guild are combing through the crowds, watching people like hawks, that whatever happened, happened in the crowd. Mm. Uh, as you see it come peeling around the corner of the market war towards 18 and 19 again, and it looks like Jungle Princess has extended a very clear lead, and as it comes across the finish line, Jungle Princess comes in first, Jungle and Princess. Banana Candy comes in second. Yeah! Aww. So wait, does that mean I get paid out for both of them, because they both placed? Yes. Yes. So second? So, Banana, so who do you have for winning? I, I bet on both of them to place. Um, to place? Yeah. So divide your wager by three. Uh, for each of them? Yeah. And that's what I win? Yeah. That's the extra goal on top of that. Right, I obviously get the, the original goal back. So that's, I assume we round down. So it's three goal on each of them. Yeah. I made six gold. Not bad. Anyone else? No, I lost my bet. I lost. I said I said uh, banana candy to win. Ah, close. Came in second. <laughs> All right. Bet. The mm. quadruped race is coming up. So no jungle princess in this one. Uh, let us go to the paddock quickly. So I no, mean... there's no time in between there. Oh, there's not? They just oh, set really? them up again. Yeah. Oh. I thought I was going to get to talk to them again. So Banana Candy might be at a disadvantage if they had to race two in a row. Banana Candy does all three. Does races. all three in a row? Mm. Wow, and they won one of them last time? Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Maybe the first one. <laughs> all right, I'm going to... Actually, it was the first one. <laughs> so who are the horses in this one? Okay, so for this Dinosaurs. one... Dinosaurs. Um, Ooptow's favor. Banana Candy. The name's still in, in use. Mm. Uh, Grung Stomper. Grung Stomper? Yep. What are the odds on these guys? Okay, so... Uh... Uptow's favor has uh, switching it up is one to five odds. Okay. Uh, banana candy is at one to three again. Uh, Grung stopper is at one to one at even. Okay. Uh, and uh, there's Mountain Thunder is a uh, seven to one odds. So wait, if you bet on even odds, doesn't that just mean you get your money back? You bet one, you get one back. So, yes. it's like, so if you bet two, you, you double two. your money. Yeah. Yeah, because like five to one, you get like it switches how it is when it gets to even. The, the rules change, right? Yeah, I've never bet on horse racing before, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm learning a lot. So those are your choices. Uh, Mountain Thunder is an aging Dimitrodon. Looks quite old. Mm. And what about the other ones? Aging. Uh, he was at five to one odds. So that's bad. That's bad. Bad odds. Mountain Thunder was seven to one. I thought. Oh, sorry, seven to one. Yes. So on the first number is how much you get, and the second number is how much you pay. That? Yeah, well, yeah, sort of. So if, if when we say five to one odds, for every one you bet, you would win five. 
Yeah. Because they're a long shot. So if I bet two, I'd win ten. Right. For when it's one to five, if I bet five, I'd win six. Yes. If I had 10, I bet win 12. Right, you're only going to get, get one. one. you got to pay yeah. more to get a little bit because they're heavily favored. <laughs> right. So, and so this has been Dinosaur Racing Odds Dinosaur Podcast. Dinosaur Racing Odds <laughs> This is pod racing. Uh, so essentially, it's if for Mountain Thunder, if you bet one, you get seven back. Mm. Long shot. I feel sorry for Mountain Thunder, so I will bet on him. Do you have any way to give him, like, kind of, you know, encouragement? I believe he will sense it. Perhaps the racing totals at the end will show that someone believed in him. Okay, I'm going to bet on banana candy. <laughs> banana candy has three gold, so if you bet three, you'll get one back. Right. We'll uh, bet so let's bet I'm one bet, gold piece. I'm going to bet six on banana candy. Okay, anyone else making any bets? Um, to win. No, I'm going to... Yeah, Mercy's been kind of burned, so she'd <laughs> be like, nah, we're going we're gonna to watch the next race. So banana candy? I am betting one gold piece to win on Mountain Monster Thunder. Mountain Thunder. <laughs> Mountain Thunder. Amazing. I love that this is a, a mechanic. This is so good. <laughs> uh, is this randomized? Uh, it's, it's sort of, it's sort of it's does. Quasi-randomized? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, so you hear the horns line up and it's all quadrupeds this time. You see Ankylosauruses, Triceratopses, uh, Dimetrodons, Hadrosauruses on all four this time. We're candy! As you hear the, again, the warning goes out, please, ladies and gentlemen of the crowd, do not interfere with the races. The penalties are quite stiff. As the horn goes off, and uh, again, Banana Candy seems taking that first race as a warm up as she dusts everybody else. Uh, unfortunately, following up the rear is Mountain Thunder from the rest of the pack. It looks like his age is slowly catching up with him. Uh, and it looks like uh, there's kind of a thing going between Utero's favor and Banana Candy as they're kind of just going like horns a little bit ahead of Hadrosaur, Hadrosaur a little bit ahead of horns as it comes around and does the first loop. And you actually notice that um, one of the vendor's kiosks, uh, actually, Utah's uh, favor, actually kind of nudges Banana Candy into the side of the of the cart a little bit, or oh, the no. kiosk. And she actually smashes and shatters and explodes the wood everywhere. And you can hear the, the wood uh, down on the cobblestone floor. And But Banana Candy seems just to take that and take that kind of distraction and actually seems to surge forward. It's like she's a little bit angry that uh, Uteo's favor did that mm-hmm. as they come around and around this, the, the corner towards the uh, the bathhouse. Uh, as you notice that um, Uteo's favor is trying to pour on the gas, but Banana Candy's actually uh, gone around the corner with Uteo's favor. hits like the kind of slick moisture of the cobblestone from the bathhouse, kind of slips and falls back as Banana Candy takes the takes a bigger lead. And as they mm-hmm. come running around the, ca- the corner, it's clearly Banana Candy... Uh, in first, and Uteo's in second. <laughs> Duran is like losing his mind. Yeah. He's like, this place is the best! <laughs> you see another wreath come out for Banana Candy. Uh, she's actually done what Jungle Princess did uh, last year. Or mm, last, last week. Last week, sorry. Uh, so I win two gold off of that. You win two gold off of that, yeah. And the last one is going to be the free-for-all. Mm. Uh... Uh, Ethra is making notes about like this different speed categories and maneuverability about different kinds of dinosaurs as her research. <laughs> so, who else is who's in this one? Uh, so, this... Jungle Princess cannot. The Jungle Princess is only a biped. No, this is free for all. Mm. Oh, right. So, anyway, so, everybody's in this. Yeah, okay. so your dinosaurs are Big Conker, who is a crowd pleasing Tyrannosaurus Rex, Uptow's mm. Favor, who is a young Triceratops on a streak. Odds, please, John. Uh, <laughs> seven to one odds for Big Honker, five to one for Utah's favor, uh, still three to one for Banana Candy, mm-hmm. Bone Cruncher, who's an ill tempered Allosaurus, has two to one, Grung Stopper is a young Ankylosaurus who's at even, 
Scarback, who is an old Tyrannosaurus Rex, has 1 to 2 odds. Nasty Boy, who is an Allosaurus with a famous jockey, is 1 to 3. Mm. Jungle Princess is 1 to 5. And Mountain Thunder is 1 to 7, the Dimitron who came in dead last in the previous race. Oh, so um, Jungle Princess is not favored in this one. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's 1 to 5. If you bet 1 for Jungle Princess, you get 5 back. So yeah. 5 to 1. So oh, 5 that, to 1. Yeah, 5 to 1 odds. Oh. What's his face? Dead last guy last time. It was like 1 to 7. 1 to 7. seven. Yeah. That means he's the, he's the other favorite. But it's a he's the favorite. He's no, favorite. it should be you should be saying it the other way. It should be seven one. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Make, I'm just saying to make it easier for her. the biggest favorite. The favorite would be Big Honker. It's a crowd pleasing Tyrannosaurus Rex. At so you bet seven, you'll get one back. Uh. Yeah, mm. one to seven odds, right? Seven to one. No one seven. Or seven one seven. Yeah. <laughs> so, hmm. I will bet on Mountain Thunder once more. <laughs> Your faith will not be rewarded. <laughs> Mountain Thunder, one gold piece to show. All right, I'm gonna stick with uh, Jungle Princess. I'm gonna bet ten gold on her to place. Ten gold to place. So that's second place. And I will bet one gold pieces on Banana Candy to okay. win. Anyone else placing any bets? Nope. No. 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 Okay. <laughs> so Mountain Thunder and Come on, Arthur, get into the spirit. I'm perfectly in the spirit. <laughs> um, I'll make your notes. <laughs> so, sorry, Mountain Thunder and... Good idea. Take research for next week. You betting Jungle Princess or... I'm betting on Jungle Princess to place. Yes. Mountain Thunder, Jungle Princess. Alrighty. You hear, again, the same old warning about don't interfere with the races. The horns go off. And this is, you notice that there's actually been, the vendor's kiosks actually pull their kiosks in a little bit more because <laughs> there's a lot of traffic going through this place. Okay. Perfect. You hear the horns go off and the trampling of dinosaurs and the sounds of the crowd spooks everybody. And you actually see Mountain Thunder peel off. What? Sun gave this thing a kick and it looks like yes. it's the sound of everything. Cheating! Cheating! As it goes round the corner, you actually see Banana Candy uh, get actually knocked into the into the bay <gasps> by uh, by Grung Stomper. Uh, it looks like it was just an incidental out. contact as it goes as the poor hydrosaur was flying into uh, no such thing. into the water. <laughs> as you can see, uh, you can actually you didn't see it the first time, but you can actually see buildings with kind of like dents and cracks on them. As you can see, where this massive train of dinosaurs just <laughs> kind of like collide at the side of the building. <laughs> I assume it's all uh, low value real estate along the the race route. <laughs> yeah, but it feels like there's a mild earthquake happening inside Portney and Zaru right now. As they come ruffling around the side, and you can actually see uh, uh, Mountain Thunder, uh, kind of like like a gecko running on hot sand. The legs are flailing up. His fin on his back is like fully painted in like blues and reds. As he's going around the side, uh, and you can see he's putting so much distance that there's such traffic jam behind it that the dinosaurs in the pack are competing with each other to get ahead. And Mountain Thunder has no competition. And you actually notice he kind of slows down a little bit, going like his age kind of taking up process with them mm. as everyone's trying to encourage this melee scrum of dinosaurs you can see jockeys yelling at each other come swearing at each other come dinosaur like trying to get two t-rexes and an allosaur through a narrow alley or through a, like a 
Not a narrow street, but one that's not built to fit three dinosaurs, three abreast, as they're just clearing out all the way. You can see people from the crowd running for cover as this wild race comes thundering up the middle. They get up to the bathhouse, and you can actually see uh, uh, Grungstopper actually loses track on the slippery cobblestone and goes mm. flying into the bathhouse, taking mm. itself out of the race. Mm. Uh, and again, everyone seems to be focused on this melee, but Mountain Thunder just seems to be chugging along. As you notice that there's such a scrum going up the back that Mountain Thunder crosses the line in first place. Whoa. Yes, Mountain yes. Thunder. But who's second? Uh, second is going to be... Uh, it's not Jungle Princess. Damn it! Nasty Boy and then uh, Scarback. Oh. Um, didn't even place. I knew he would prevail. He must have sensed my bet in the last round, which inspired him to greatness. If you've never seen a Dimitrodon try and pant just out of sheer exhaustion, they kind of they put the, the racing, the winner's wreath around. And like, Mountain Thunder hey. is a Dimetrodon? Yeah. Hey, 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 hey. Well, that sounds healthy. Does not sound good at all. <laughs> uh, but you see people immediately running for the kiosk of like trying to cash in their bet if everyone mm-hmm. placed on, a, on Mountain Thunder. So how much did you bet? I bet one gold piece to show. <laughs> you, get, you get, oh, to show? Yeah, show. so it's seven divided by three, right? Uh, no, for this one, it's uh, your piece times four. Oh, so I get four... Four pieces back. Four wow. pieces back. Yeah. Yes. I lost ten gold in that race. That's good. That I is, made one gold. <laughs> that is it for the dinosaur races for the day. Uh, for the week. For the week, actually, sorry. <laughs> Uh, but I will say, after that uh, exciting venue, uh, you guys do have some meetings and some guides to meet, but I will call it there mm-hmm. for the night. Mm-hmm. As uh, you guys have some guides to figure out, some locations. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw Miles, uh, we'll, we'll do some, some GM discussions about where you want to go or where you, where you want to mm-hmm. investigate. Yeah, I got some ideas. <laughs> got some ideas. <laughs> so that is it for this episode. We will see you next week. GG. At, at Diecast Podcast. Give us a follow. Hashtag Diecast Podcast. And we will. Talk to you there, and how did a lot of dinosaur racing in the early start? I love this. this place is awesome. I'm sorry, but you can't just can't put dinosaur racing in front of us and not expect us to do dinosaur racing. I, I think that's just like you know, it's like you put your hand up to shake somebody. You do that if you put dinosaur racing in front of somebody. You have to yeah. dinosaur race. Uh, we will see you next week. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening.